0: Welcome to Chris Apocalypse, episode 168. We are a <sighs> podcast. We're a podcast. We review stuff. Um, and how are you doing this week? And he's us get a bit closer. He's get a bit closer to the to the mic so that people can pick it up. Is this the right mic? Is it not? Wait, what mic is it coming off? It's the right mic. Are you sure? Because it yeah. seems very quiet. Have you turned the game down?
1: No, it's just you're not talking towards the mic.
0: All right. Sorry, let me talk towards the mic. Okay,
1: Anne. It's the right, it's the right mic. I can't click it because it's already up there. But it's the right mic. Okay.
0: So and every week we start the. I mean, s- the
1: webcam's over there. Like
0: every week, we now start with a little little bit of a game to get you involved, to get you ready to go. Because you didn't For like sake. you didn't like talking about news. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a game. I like talking about transformers. Well, fuck off! Right. I, I
1: got one that turns into s'mores.
0: So this week. This week, the game is: I'm going to give you quotes from Star Wars, Star Trek, and you're going to tell me what, whether the it was films or the TV shows, TV shows, oh, and you're God. going to tell me, you're going to tell me which series it's from. Not like oh. by number, just it's going to be you Star want... Trek or Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh,
1: you don't want the episodes?
0: You can try. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start off with a nice and easy one. This is from a movie. You're it's just
1: a right performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay so you ready? You ready? Okay.
1: Let's pay respect to Star Trek.
0: Okay no, will. Well, well, okay so I'm going to do a little bit of a drum roll. Mhm. Uh Okay, so you ready? The quote is "Can?"
1: Why would you put a question mark on the end of that?
0: It's got a question mark on here. What? It doesn't really. It's got an exclamation mark. Yeah. I just panicked at the end.
1: No. Oh. Well, that, well, that I mean, I guess that's from Star Trek Two, The Wrath of Khan, or Actually, it could be the time in Star Trek Into Darkness, where Spock said it instead.
0: Well, Khan was in an episode.
1: Yeah, he's in Space Seed in yeah. Season 1. And they say Khan. Episode 17. I mean, they might do it at some point.
0: I mean, it's from the series, though. I said that in the beginning.
1: You said it's from one of the movies at first.
0: You did. Well, I mean, I said it might said be, be from the first one of the one. movies, so sorry, mate. What? All right, That's so right. Here, you go. here you go. There's so- no way the answer to that <laughs> <laughs> is the series? Do you want the next quote or not? Fuck's sake! Compassion—that's the one thing no machine ever had. Maybe it's the one thing that keeps men. This ahead is of from
1: them. Uh, *Measure of a Man* in *Star Trek: Next Generation*.
0: No, it's not. That was Dr. McCoy in the original series.
1: What?
0: Yeah. Why would he be saying that? May that machines don't have compassion when Data has compassion?
1: Maybe, no, data has an algorithm that simulates compassion.
0: Yeah, but that's compassion. Mm. Sorry, God. I think you're wrong. Alright, okay, so uh alright, let's let's try this one then. It is possible to commit no errors and still lose. That That's, is not um, a weakness, that is life. A uh, Spock. No, it's
1: not. Spock says that and Picard says it. There you go. But it's from teachings at Spock. I mean he might he...
0: And yeah, but he didn't say it in the series, it was something that was said by Jean-Luc Picard, the next generation.
1: Yeah, but the next generation, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um change is the essential process of all existence. Isn't that
1: friggin' from Star Trek Generations? No.
0: What? No, it was Spock in the original series. Oh, my
1: God. I just... You're just picking up random phrases here.
0: Uh, These are quotes. Mm. These are quotes. Alright, right, so I'm going to... All right, okay. All right, I'm going to try again. We're going to try this one. All All right, ready? Ready? All right. To boldly go where no man has gone before. To boldly go? Yeah. Where I mean, no man has gone before.
1: Well, I mean, you can say that's from friggin' next generation or the original series,
0: but it's specifically from one or the other. I mean, it's
1: from next. It's from the original series Okay, they there you changed go. it. There you to go.
0: Congratulations! Congratulations! Where no one has gone
1: before in TNG. Yeah, they didn't fix the grammatical error though. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, so because
1: uh, it's to go boldly, it's the proper.
0: Okay, so this is this is two lines, two different uh, characters. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave uh, a space. I'm gonna indicate when the next line starts. One man cannot change, cannot summon the future space, but one man can change the present.
1: Is that two different?
0: That's two different people saying two different, it's in uh, response to each other. One, what? So, one man cannot summon the future space, but one man can change the present. That's two people. It's a response. Call a response.
1: No. No idea. No, know. that
0: was that was uh, Spock and Kirk in the original series. Oh, uh, I watched the original series for years. Oh, okay. Well then this kind of pointless, then, isn't it? Oh, either way, you lost.
1: I mean, you're picking really just—they're not quotes I'm going to remember. They're not—they're not good quotes.
0: All right. Well, how about this one? Uh, Can I change the law of physics?
1: Well, that's just Scotty on a weekly
0: basis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, woo, yeah, you got one. <laughs> Computers make excellent and efficient servants, but I have no wish to serve under them.
1: That's from next generation. No,
0: it's not that Spock in the original series.
1: Oh. <laughs> I thought up it was on from this. one
0: of the data racists. I'm gonna give up on this, but uh but yeah, you've failed miserably, so you owe me seventeen pound forty eight. No. You gambled, you're lost.
1: Well, um the electricity will run out soon, so uh you send me seventeen pounds and I'll pay the electricity, yeah. Alright, yeah, deal. Yeah alright
0: yeah and then you can you can give it back to me in blood hmm. we've got the blood bucket downstairs we can always fill out <coughs> so man this is episode 168 hundred and have been doing this for a long time now um, do you want some news?
1: I mean I guess you're probably gonna
0: Bill Cosby's back on the streets don't care hitting the streets Bill Cosby's gonna have a new show in which he offers people drinks if you pick the wrong one you pass out and get sexually molested by Bill Cosby because he's back on the streets what the fuck? How is America so bad?
1: Yeah, why bad? are you trying to do that as a joke? Why is
0: America so bad?
1: It's not something to joke about. No,
0: no, it's genuinely not. It's a dangerous, dangerous situation for women to be out and about. It's like letting Harvey Weinstein out.
1: And uh, You know, he, he's, he can't walk, can he? He's got that walker. Yeah, funny that he
0: suddenly needed a walker when he turned up to court.
1: Funny that he didn't need it when he
0: left. Stress-induced fucking uh, cripplism. Mm. All right, should we just kick things off? Do you want to go for it? Do you want your first review done? Go for it. Go do your, revert, your first review, because you're first. And then I'll go. And then you'll go, and we'll do that until we've each reviewed four things.
1: Uh, that's an awful concept. That's kind of how it works, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, what have you done this this fortnight? You saw Candyman! No, I didn't. Yeah, that was me. Sorry, yeah. I forgot.
1: Uh, <sighs> right. Um. I've, can you stop burping? People up, need to listen to
0: up, this. <laughs> okay.
1: You know, and you're burping in their ears. Yes. Keep in mind that anything you say is going directly into people's ears.
0: Anything you say and do can't be used so, against a right, so, court of law.
1: So <coughs> Beckle Soul season five. I finally finished watching it. Year and a half later.
0: Wait, which one's season five? The last series. You mean season four?
1: Season five. Is it season five? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure it is anyway. I mean it said five on Netflix. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah, right. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm sure you are. But anyway, Better Call Saul, uh, it's still one of the best shows on TV, I guess, isn't it? It's
0: damn good, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. so good, it might cause you to have a heart attack. What? Like, uh... what's his name?
1: Anyway, so in this series, Saul is getting dragged into the cartel more. Mm-hmm. And he does. He, midpoint through the series, he takes on a job for them to go retrieve some money from the desert. Oh, yeah. And uh, it goes
0: badly. That's a fucking great episode. Yeah,
1: um, but it's the whole thing. It's just a big build-up. you got Lalo, the, the crime boss guy from mm-hmm. Mexico who's come up to um, Albuquerque to sort of like, you know, run things directly because he thinks there's some stuff going on. Yeah. Um, he's taken over while Victor Salamanca's all like, you know, men crippled and stuff from the poisonings <laughs> yeah. that Nacho, Nacho can't do anything right.
0: Um, no he seems bless to Bless him up a lot. Bless him He can't even be the scorpion
1: Yeah yeah. When's he going to be the scorpion I don't know um, Maybe he'll be the scorpion In No Way Home God that's
0: such a good season Of Because of so, I'm I'm only just remembering Because mm-hmm. I finished that Around the same time As I finished Ozark And Ozark has a similar thing With the cartel
1: It's the same They're just ripping it off it was Ozark's rubbish No Ozark's really good I know, Ozark's I know. really
0: good But um, but this is the series Where you've got that he The guy who replaces um, Victor Salamanco Is fucking nuts Yeah Lalo Lalo the is thing is, it's probably nuts.
1: This show is supposed to sort of gradually head up to the point where Breaking Bad, Breaking begins. Bad begins, which yeah. has got to be soon. I mean, it's at least eleven months away.
0: Well, he's got the office now,
1: but he hasn't got. No, he has got the office in this.
0: Yeah, oh, he starts with the office, doesn't he? It's the hair salon.
1: mate no, there's a nail salon where he's got an office at the back, but he keeps going back to that. Yeah, but in the show, he's got a proper office.
0: Yeah, but I think that the he goes just,
1: to the nail salon. Is his money laundering? I think the
0: nail salon is, his office is in the back of the nail salon in the main series as well. No, in Breaking
1: Bad, he's he's got a proper office. He has a full-blown office.
0: I'm going to remind myself, but yeah, yeah, continue.
1: Um, But yeah, it's supposed to be leading up to Breaking Bad, but the thing is, it's like, it does kind of feel like Jimmy's a bit further gone than he was in Breaking Bad. I'm guessing the events of this series is going to sort of pull him back a little bit to being just the sleazeball guy, rather than the sleazeball who gets involved in the cartel. Like, even though in the Breaking Bad, it's, like, it's hinted at and shown quite often that he has got, like, a whole bunch of morally dubious things. Like, getting involved in the cartel is not morally dubious. That's pretty, like, you're fucked if Mm. (laughs) if you get involved in the cartel. Whereas in Breaking Bad, he's kind of, he's, he's, like, the sort of guy who would deal with, like, you know, scamming someone and stuff like that. Um... But there's also the whole thing in Breaking Bad. He sort of really flippantly in one episode. People remember this, but in one episode, he says, "Did Lalo send you?" And he's a little bit sort of like, sort of like, you know, unsure if someone's been sent by Lalo. Yeah. Um, I would be a lot more concerned <coughs> after yeah. the events of this series about Lalo, because um, he's just like in in Breaking Bad. It's kind of just like this throwaway thing, but the events that are happening is like Jimmy should be scared to death. Of Lalo.
0: We see Lalo die in Breaking Bad, don't we?
1: No, Lalo's not in Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, Gus Frank kills him, doesn't he? At the no. compound. No. Lalo's not in Breaking Bad. No, maybe you're
1: right. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You don't even remember shows. But, um, yeah, it's um, it does feel a little bit like they've gone a bit further than they're supposed to. It'd be interesting to see where it kicks in, though, because, like, the only thing... That, there's little things every now and again that tell you when it's set against Breaking Bad and stuff. So it depends how long the first series is set over. But in this series they mentioned um Tuco's coming out of prison in eleven months. And in Breaking Bad Tuco was freshly not that long released from prison and had taken over running the area for um, Salamanca. So I mean that's series two, isn't it, when Tuco's in it, that's the whole thing where he goes out to the you know, his grandma's house in the middle of the desert and they um they try to chase after him and then end up dropping him into a ditch. Um, But yeah, this this is a good series of Breaking Bad. The old um, freaking Rhea Seahorn's, like, still great in it. She's great in every series. She always has been. She's, uh,
0: it's more and more clear that they're on different paths, isn't it? Yeah, nothing bad better happened to her. Well, she she has her law firm. And then no, she, she quits the law firm. She film. quits it, and then yeah. she goes and just becomes a public. Well, her and Jimmy
1: are making a plan to... Run away. To, no, they're making a plan to mess with um, how it, with Mandel. The, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's their plan for the next series, yeah. which I'm guessing is uh, what I think is probably most likely going to happen. I mean, I'd like it if she just goes, oh, and just up packs her bags and leaves. Mm. <laughs> but I think what's more likely to happen is she's going to end up taking the fall for something her and Jimmy do, and she's going to end up in prison.
0: Isn't Look. it really irritating? Because Howie's really nice.
1: Howie's trying his best, but he is a tosser.
0: Well, no, he's a tosser <laughs> because he's successful. Yeah, and Jimmy doesn't well, like that's that he's the, successful. The reason to hate. It. Yeah, yeah, he's playing the game, and he's... clearly he's always known how to play the game. Hmm. And the only way that he can't win the game is if someone cheats. And Jimmy's a person who's willing to cheat in the game, and that's kind of it. Like Jimmy's frustration comes so much from the fact that he never knew how to hmm. win without cheating. Yeah. But his brother and Howie knew how to win without cheating. But he's also trying to be the destruction of well, he was the destruction of his brother and then he's the destruction of Howie.
1: It's good. I like that when in that episode where he sent the hookers to the restaurant. Yeah. Um But I like that, I like that whole bit that that last episode in the series where it's like it's jumping back and forth between Lalo's compound in Mexico yeah. And the whole build up towards an assassination attempt on him mm. and stuff. Um which another thing Nacho manages to I mean, Fuck. he does his job but it doesn't work out well for him. Well, he doesn't
0: he doesn't lock the door, does he?
1: He doesn't no, he's supposed to let the it, open the gate and let him yeah. out. And he manages to get that done despite Lalo being awake and drinking right there. tequila in the middle but, of the um, night. It doesn't work out. Like he could have probably probably stayed around and helped made sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I fucking like Lalo. As soon as he sees even the smallest hint that something's going south, he's like, "All right, straw dogs time. Oil on the <laughs> oil on the cooker, ready to." Well, fucking then that
1: show puts the oil on the cooker. He sets off the fire alarms to, uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, Sorry. to make Lalo head indoors.
0: But then he sprays that guy with it and then peels the mask off his face. Yeah.
1: Um. No, it's a uh, properly really just damn good series. Um, yeah. I still haven't watched that. Um,
0: the movie for Breaking Bad
1: wasn't it Camaro or something. It's a very very. It's, Bang it's very
0: very good, but it's also it's like compared to Better Call Saul because Better Call Saul you want Saul to succeed even if he's a horrible horrible person you kind of want him to succeed and like the problem with um, the problem with El Camino is that like it is just there's no way to succeed. But I think that with Jesse that was always the case. Like Jesse, the the best case scenario was he escaped. Mm-hmm.
1: But well, the best case for Jesse is whenever anything's going wrong with um, Thingy Heisenberg, because mm. the whole thing in that series was every time um, Heisenberg's doing great, Jesse's doing bad, and they switch places, and that's how it that's how it always runs in that series. Yeah, but the so only time often... things go well is when they work together and they're on the same page. Yeah, which is only like the first series. From the first second series onwards, that's where they start diverging. But from But the
0: that. problem was that it wasn't that. Jesse wasn't trying to be on the same page. The no, they actively
1: the, sabotaging each other.
0: It was more it was more Heisenberg sabotaging, well, Hank yeah, sabotaging mostly. Jesse. Oh, Hank. Hank's the oh, DA. Oh, yeah, no, Hank was the DA, yeah. DA. Oh, that's a fucking great Yeah, he makes a cameo scene. in this series, yeah. He
1: does, yeah. Yeah, in this series of Breaking Bad. But, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I feel like once Heisenberg's dead, Jesse should be having the time of his life. But, um, yeah. But it's, good, it's, it's a bit new... Yeah, Better Soul is really good. New series, don't know when that's going to turn up. I mean, Next, it's. Yeah, they've, they've yeah.
0: postponed it because he had a heart attack. Well, it's not, it was postponed
1: already because, like, the fifth series started last year in, like, what, February? Thereabouts? Because it started when all the Covid stuff's kicking off. Yeah. And I just basically didn't see the last few weeks of it because that was when I was, when even when I was in lockdown, I just, for some reason, just stopped watching all the shows I was watching. But, um,. Yeah, that's that's been taking me a year and a half to catch up to it cuz it's literally just had the last four episodes to watch mm. from last March. But um no, really it's still, still one of the best series on TV and I can't involve with most of these drama series that are around now cuz they're all they all feel overly similar to me but Better Call Saul's got a different feel to it. Yeah. That's and the problem um I
0: had with uh, the Walking Dead is I just kept being like uh, I do more of
1: this. I haven't watched I've I've dropped off Walking Dead I haven't watched it for ages. Mm. Um the last episode I saw was the one. It was the mid. do You know when there was season ten ended up getting split into two or something, and yeah, um, they get trapped in an underground thing with like shit tons of zombies in there. So I the stopped.
0: last episode I saw, um, Rick and Rick and uh, Negan were having a fight, and Rick somehow slit Negan's throat with a piece of glass that yeah. only kind of slit it.
1: Yeah, he just
0: yeah, little slit. And then uh, somehow he was able to do that because the voice of Carl told him to be nice. Yeah, well... That was the last time I watched Rick's
1: it. extremely accurate with glass.
0: <laughs> it's a superpower. Yeah, one of his powers. It's on his I top saw, trumps I, cards. I actually also watched... I did... Uh, when he announced that he was leaving, I watched the final episode of with Rick in it, yeah. which was dog shit. It was like well, one of the are, worst episodes I've shit. seen. That was ridiculously bad. Right. Like... He just fell on a thing, and he was like, "I'm on my horse. I'm gonna get to the town." And then at the end, it's like helicopter saved him.
1: <laughs> yeah, because they're supposed to be doing like a spin-off movie. Thing, yeah, they're supposed to be, be doing to movies be for him, aren't they? Yeah, it doesn't need to be happening. But uh, anyway, soul it's, it's,
0: uh, its fucking great. A good time, yeah. yeah it's a really where's good my soul action figures. They are, they are I want a Jimmy McGill. There are action figures for Beck also. I want think. a magnetic um,
1: Chuck McGill. But <laughs> oh, he's just magnetic.
0: I want one with like hidden battery action. Yeah. So when you put a battery in him, he just starts screaming and asking you to take it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that was a heartbreaking series. I think that it, it does sort of. You do feel like it's going to lose momentum once he goes, but then it kicks right off. Mm. Hyperdrive. It's very good. Um, okay. Uh my first review this week. No.
1: <sighs> Do you have to burp? Yeah.
0: Um I played Split Gate. It's a free to play game on Xbox. Oh, Think Halo.
1: Is it free to play or is it on Game Pass?
0: No, it's free to play. Yeah. You literally can just download it, you don't need Game Pass. Um and it's just Halo but with the portal mechanic built in where you've got two portals, orange <sighs> and blue. And you can shoot them at surfaces. And then you can sort of travel across the map without without having to uh, run. You just go through the portals. You're now and you playing run. with portals. Now playing with portals. Um, it's really good. It's really simple. There aren't many guns, and you basically um, you start with two, and then from there you can pick a couple up. Um, and you just sort of go to town. There's a load of different different. Why would you go to town? You gotta do shopping. Oh. There's a load of different, um, different game modes and things like that, and they very much borrowed from years and years of. Yeah. They borrowed from years and years of multiplayer shooters, and it's a really clean, really simple concept that works really, really well. Um, I've played quite a few matches, um, and I probably will continue playing it. Uh, but as far as like free to play game, it's the, it's the first time I played one of these that you can just download without any subscription or anything and it's felt like a it's it's felt like an almost complete product straight away it doesn't feel like a Fortnite where it's constantly asking you to buy V-bucks why not uh, you got to buy V-bucks i don't know um but there is there is like there are things you can buy. There are cosmetics you can buy. Oh shit, but it's mean. not like um it's not like Rick and Morty skins and things like that. It's just different armor sets and like there's like just like Luke Craty style shit You in
1: can there. walk Rick and Morty around the Martin Luther King memorial thing. i Fortnite Right. Seen, yeah, yeah that's, a,
0: that's a that's a that's a thing nowadays. Yeah. I'm sure MLK is very happy with that. His family
1: are. Oh, they they really wanted the crossover between yeah martin luther king and rick and morty to happen
0: yeah 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 i'm pickle martin luther king
1: (laughs) yeah he's famous he's famous for (laughs) saying that
0: i had a pickle rick
1: yeah um
0: yeah Splitgate free to play on xbox i think it's also on pc and it might be coming to switch as well it's a really fucking good game um it's it's really good because you can play it like it's five minute bursts you know that old school halo style feel it really is and uh the only thing that would separate it slightly from sort of the older Halos are that every character has a little jump pack, so they've got like a tiny little boost mechanic. So when you jump, you can sort of like do a little bit of a float, or you can like use it to get a little bit more height on a jump and stuff.
1: Like when you put ice cream in um, for the drink?
0: No. I'm oh, am gonna... that the wrong type of float? That's the wrong type of float. Oh. I'm going to give this one a Helen Mirren. I don't think I've been this impressed with a uh, free-to-play game for quite some time, so uh, yeah, really, really good, and I recommend anyone with an Xbox or a PC or... I think it might be on PlayStation 5 and 4 as well. But I don't know for sure. Is um, it on
1: the Arduino?
0: The Arduino, the small maker board? Yeah. No. It Is... might be on Pi. It might be on the Pi 4, because that's got 4 gig of RAM. Is it on... I've got Quake 3 on my Pi 4.
1: I've got Quake 3, um... On Dreamcast. On Dreamcast, yeah. On yeah. the
0: disc. Do you know how I knew you were going to say that? No. Because everyone has Quake 3 on the Dreamcast if they have a Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> it came, didn't it go in like every blister pack?
1: Well, it was the only thing you could use the keyboard and mouse on, like, <laughs> That wasn't true, fancy much. star. I mean, there's Typing the Dead, but who had Typing type the, the Dead? the Dead, yeah, Typing the Dead. I mean, I had Typing the Dead on PC. But... Oh
0: yeah, of course, yeah. Why would you have Typing the Dead on? And
1: I can't get it working on Windows 10, which is really irritating. Really? Yeah.
0: Is it Overkill?
1: No, 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 I've got Overkill, that's separate. Yeah, Typing the Dead. Overkill, no, I've got the original like... type in the Dead. Oh, wow, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. On PC, like, big box sniffing. It's actually it. how I learned how to type, touch type.
0: Really? Yeah. The tu- oh. the
1: type typing tutorial in it is like Unknown really from good. I know, Mavis Beacon. Yeah, well, this is like Mavis Beacon, but with zombies. Zombies? Yeah. With Zumba. It was really clever. It was a really good type ty- typing tutorial. No, it's, it's generally it's, one it's, of the best typing it's tutorials. It's a great
0: game. It is a great game. All mm. right, anyway, Ant, your review. Is that, is that your What was that you reviewed? Splitgate. Oh. Your review, Ant. What um,
1: loot boxes has it got?
0: It's all cosmetics, and it's all, like, armour sets. It's nothing that fucking yeah, horse interests Horse armour. No, there's no horse armour, it's uh, not quite that bad. They should
1: bring back horse armour.
0: They should, shouldn't they? And they should charge the same price. It was
1: £1.79. No, it wasn't. £1.59. Horse armour was not fifty
0: nine. horse armor was 10 quid on Oblivion.
1: No, it wasn't. It was for, it No, it wasn't. It was dead cheap.
0: Oblivion horse armour price.
1: It was, like, 400, 400 Microsoft points, or less, or 200 Microsoft points. It wasn't much. Oh, okay, £2.50. Yeah, I told you it was dead cheap. I got it. I got the horse armor, um, which is good because my horse kept dying on Oblivion. What are you doing now? i was looking at horse armor. Real horse armor. Yeah. Sweet. Your review ad. Right. Um. Let's. I'm gonna uh, you. Shall just review Chasm. Yeah. Go for it. Um, Chasm, which we've never talked about on here before. You've never talked about. Um, is a Metroidvania thing. Yeah. With uh randomly generated map. Uh, you know, not a roguelike, which is worth... And not entirely
0: randomly generated.
1: I mean, it still has the critical path of the game is kept in place. Yeah. With the random generation. And it's puzzles just that it- remain
0: the same but have random results.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 one of those things where it's just like, okay, these rooms need to happen in this order in order for the game to be completable yeah. and stuff. Although I, I would, wouldn't be surprised if there's a ga- um, random chance that you can... Um, have sequence breaks I wouldn't be surprised if the randomization does allow a little bit for stuff there are like some that
0: some big complex rooms it can generate yeah yeah but um
1: no it's it's a decent game I've had a right time with it I haven't, I haven't finished it yet I'm up to like there's like I've gone past the catacombs where have I gone to what's up forest
0: off? definitely on the forest no, the but key... I think I've
1: got a boss in the catacombs that I've got to beat that might be where I'm up to oh the
0: uh, the Griffin, not the griffon it's like a flying thing
1: it's like a thing he fires fireballs at me yeah, and stuff from around bases, but um, I only only had like two attempts against him um, but you know I've not really struggled too much there's been a couple of random bits where I've like mostly if I've died it's just because I've like fallen into like lava or something too many times
0: I had that um, I experimented with whatever weapons I picked up yeah. and you get like there's a few duds like the warhammer and shit that just don't work very well
1: I was using a broadsword for a while that was yeah. alright and but um, nah it's a solid game but, Um, I've like, I only just started using magic in it. I never bothered buying any magic. I was just going around. Oh, yeah. I only, I only
0: just got grenades in it. And yeah. I'm,
1: like four, I'm on the fifth level, fourth level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if i but um, no, it's alright. It's, it's, it's how it works and everything. And the only thing is, with the random generation of the levels, it does kind of feel a little bit unguided when you're trying to travel through, when you're trying to explore and figure out where mm-hmm. you've got to go next. Um, because, like, because of the random generation, it's not got that whole thing where it's taking you through a sequence of events. Sometimes you can just be wandering around for ages before the next yeah. like thing goes, or you might have two split paths and you end up with one of them just doesn't really lead anywhere and the other one leads to Yeah. It's story one of those stuff.
0: games that really rewards you taking yeah. the time to go every direction. Yeah. Sort of like pinpointing backwards. And you have
1: to make a lot of mental notes about things you couldn't get to and think stuff to get back to, but yeah. like there's one early on. Um Really early on, there's like a ledge that you can't jump to, but then you get the ability to grab ledges. Mm. Um, and then you can, boop, up there, that, like, you know, in the early. The only, one other thing, as well, is that um, I feel like the whole quick travel thing in it's kind of a mess. Yeah. Like, it's a bit of a pain because you have to, like, you to go into the catacombs and you have to go from the catacombs to a quick travel, which has got like a bunch of quick travel portals for the catacombs area. But then you have to go through a door there to take you to the other quick travel room in the mines. To heal. And then you have to head out, yeah, to heal, which th- there should be a healing point in the catacomb one, really.
0: There should be a healing point in everyone. That's the only healing point in those fast travel bits. Yeah. You always have to go back there to heal.
1: Yeah, and it's a bit of a pain, you have to go back from there to get up to the village at the top, and I kind of feel like there could have been a better way of handling that.
0: I thought that, initially, I thought that statue they've got in the village was a mm. fast travel point, but yeah. it turns out it's not. It's just uh... I
1: mean, a simpler, more elegant solution would have been, like just a door to go through and then you choose where you want to head to you know or like castlevania when you go through the door and it cycles through the available quick travel points although that ends up taking ages but just have it go through and it brings up a map and then you pick where you want to go Mm. you can eliminate those travel rooms in the middle and have one of them be like you know the town square and that's where a heel point is um but no it's just a solid solid fun game um you know, some of the enemies at the start, I thought, oh, this is a bit simple, but then you definitely come up against a few where you have to employ certain fighting techniques yeah. to deal with them. Um, a lot of do a hit, jump backwards. The mummies, like you can get like two hits in and then you have to jump backwards while they lunge at you. And then
0: There's a, one later on that has <laughs> two attacks that have the same sort of wind-up. Mm. The only difference is that on one wind-up, the axe goes up, but on the other, yeah. it goes to the side. If it goes up, you have to jump back twice. If it goes yeah. to the side, you only have to jump back once. And yeah, there's only one point you can jump over, and that's the sideways swing. If it's going over, yeah. you can't jump over him.
1: There's been a couple of times where I've wandered into areas to make progress, and it's been ages since I have found a, a save room. Yeah, um, thing. And there's like, you end up against a new enemy, and then you end up in a room with like five of that enemy, and yeah. then it's like, and like, yeah, and you're know, not sure if you should carry on.
0: If you go back into the room you've just been in, you've got to fight those enemies again. Yeah, that's a bit irritating. But right?
1: it's, it's a it's a solid little
0: game. It's you know, it's, it's fine. I like the seed concept that if you if someone has a particularly good game, yeah. You can get their seed code and give it a go. Yeah. I like that shit, that's always good. 'Cause it's not it's not got any sort of multiplayer, but having that concept connects people and like means that people can give yeah. it
1: a go. You can connect like with Facebook. gotta get yourself connected. But um, no, it's a solid solid little platformy fun times.
0: I'd say, one of the things that I'm really happy with, the art style, like, they've really fucking, it's a beautiful looking game for a pixel art game. Like, all the little... Why do you hate pixel art? Uh, no, I don't, but all the little details, they've sort of, they've nailed the Castlevania thing without it seeming like an indie game. Yeah. It seems like a high budget game from around that time. I mean, stuff like, there's even a little bit of motion blur on the Switch one. Yeah. Which is nice. Might, might just be the Switch. Might just be the Switch. <clears throat> Being underpowered. Yeah. It's basically a calculator playing Doom. Oh, shit.
1: Cool. My uh, Switch games, all Switch games nowadays that are coming out have some sort of performance issues. Like, all of them seem to have some sort of thing going on. What's going Sky on with that? sword
0: was really good. That was 60, yeah, but of that issue.
1: You've seen things like um, No More Heroes 3. And
0: yeah, I haven't bought No More Heroes 3 because I thought that might be the case.
1: Yeah, about it's like the frame rate's uncapped to 60 during the action sequences, and then 30 during the traversal. Yeah, and it just goes all over the place constantly. Mm. But um, it's happening a lot. You get stuff like, um, well, Doom Eternal's not locked, no matter what. But
0: Doom Eternal runs all right on there, apparently. Yeah, I've seen that it's fine. It's the same yeah. as the first Doom on there.
1: But they, um, yeah, that's the thing. The first Doom wasn't 30 frames per second. It wasn't even hitting 30 frames per second. Yeah, it was. Nah. Yeah, it was fine. I was, I couldn't play it.
0: Yeah, I know you couldn't, <laughs> but that's because you're, you're not very good at games.
1: It's because I'm a PC elite. You're a PC elite.
0: Yeah, yeah, you your elite squad.
1: Yeah, I'm a MLG pro. Yeah they've um the EA that's why releasing... Ninja's
0: sponsoring you <laughs> yeah
1: EA releasing games Ninja that cunt they've got ninja. the MLG Pro game series that
0: stupid cunt ninja do you think he's ever fallen downstairs? <laughs> not about me pushing him <laughs> no <laughs> what i He's gonna go to think him. about it if I, I wanna push him downstairs <laughs> yeah um but
1: yeah Chasm's good give me, give me a go it came yeah. out years ago
0: well it only came out last year on Switch which is I bought it around then um Okay, 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 okay. Is that when it matters, does it? Does it only matter when it comes out on Switch? For me, it does. Oh. Um, Okay, is
1: it my review? Anyway, this guy I've got here turns into a piss ramp.
0: That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that piss ramp. It does
1: make me want piss, Magnus.
0: Nice. Um, Okay, my next review is Curse of the Dead Gods on the Xbox Series S.
1: You sound unsure. Again. No, no, I was just... I was Why just are you unsure about so much
0: stuff <laughs> just, right now? I'm indecisive. Um, so I've been playing Curse of the Dead Gods, which is a mix between Hades and Darkest Dungeon. Um, actually, that is perfect as a description of it. Fuck's sake. So you play a, you play a knight travelling through a an Aztec temple.
1: Why can't it just be... You know, it's it's just Curse of the Dead Gods.
0: It is Curse of the Dead Gods, you know? yes. It's a very, very, very good game. Um you play as like uh you play as a knight travelling for an Aztec temple. You have at some point become cursed, so your right hand has been cursed by the gods and is glowing and a weird. Um, and Which as you travel
1: Pardon? Which gods?
0: I uh, Zector is one of them and like Zyko the Dead ones. Yeah, dead, the dead ones, ones specifically. Yeah um so basically it it is it is a roguelike where you travel for a map of rooms so it gives you gives you a little gives you a little diagram and you select which path you're gonna go on and the path you can see different types of rooms some rooms are mystery rooms so they could be anything but you see like there's like five basic room types one is like a challenge room one's a weapon room one's an upgrade room you've got gold and then you've got healing and then you've got the question mark ones that could be any any number of those okay And you basically have to choose your path to get to the boss, defeat the boss, and then when you've defeated all of the first three bosses, you open up the second stage. And in the second stage, you have to run through the original, the original, um, gauntlet to the first boss. And then you have a second load of, load of areas that you have to go through to defeat a second boss. You have to do that three times. And once you've done that, you've got three gauntlets and three bosses that you have to do in a single run. And then you've got like a final gauntlet. Why don't the they just give
1: boss. me all the bosses in one go? I'd take them. All they up.
0: do technically, like all the first stage yeah. bosses, and then all the second stage bosses. Because you just basically you're you're unlocking tiers. So yeah. the first tier is all free, and then the second. And as you as you play free, you unlock stuff. So you start off, and you you know who else
1: you can unlock tiers? <sighs> on Patreon by backing at various different levels. Yeah, you keep, can, going, keep going, keep you Yeah, you can um back. Uh, what again, rewards you
0: do you offer? Have you got any pins yet?
1: Actually, to be honest, I've only got one tier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I how just much you, how much do people one dollar. I didn't want to I didn't want to make I didn't want haves and haves nots. Okay. So but
0: if you did like a five dollar tier, you could put like the five dollar mystery bot.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna send people bots. They they can get they they're mine.
0: They're bot bots. No one's having bot bots. We'll go buy some bot I've bots. I've got a bot
1: bot that turns into smalls.
0: We've got we'll go buy some bot bots. And we'll do the $5 right. mystery bot. Well, actually, we'd have to do like $10 because of shipping.
1: I'm going to keep it myself. Let's All right. the box
0: Anyway, so we're back to Curse of the Dead Gods. So, yeah, so you travel through and like you unlock stuff through skulls and, and things like that. So you can basically unlock different wards. So when you start the game, you have like a very basic single weapon that you can pick up off of a pedestal and then you go on your run. A ped... what was that? A pedestal. You pick up a pedestal. A, a pedestal. pedestal. You said pedestal. Did I? Sorry. Pedestal. Um, so you go and you pick your sword up off the pedestal or whatever weapon it is, and then you go for a run into the into the gauntlet and you take take on the challenge, and then you get weapons as you go. Just you know goes for a run. As you me. Yeah. As you unlock as you unlock more pedestals, you unlock different random options for what weapons you receive as you go in. But then also you can use other other unlock types to unlock different weapons that you could potentially see, like rare weapons and things like that. So as you increase the catalogue of weapons you could potentially receive you can also increase your capacity for receiving those before you even start the run, Ooh. thus increasing your chances of having an effective run.
1: Like in what was I was playing plan?
0: Was it That's Undermine the... had a thing where you could Undermine has a thing where you can upgrade the weapons that you find. On oh, no,
1: Undermine you could buy certain things to add them into the pool of items you'd find, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, similar to yeah.
0: that. Similar to that. So um but but this is way more there's like seventy weapons. And you can unlock different ones. You can also get rid of ones you don't want to find. Yeah. So you can sort of like map which ones you'd like to receive, which is really smart because that means that if you make the mistake of purchasing a weapon, it turns out it's a bit shit. You can get rid of it. But every run you have a, you have like a fast attack, you have like a distance attack or a range attack, and then you have a heavy attack. And then depending on, you know, which ones you get depends on their functions and what they can do. And then you've got different types of damage. You've got electric fire. This is traditional roguelike shit. It is just really fucking well done and I'm really enjoying it. I think that, like I said, the art style is 100% a Hades-style game with chunkier sprites that look a lot more like a 3D version of what you see in Darkest Dungeon. And that's probably why it appeals to me, because I really liked Hades, and I fucking love Darkest Dungeon. I still haven't even played Darkest Dungeon. Have you not? I own it on like five consoles at this point. I've got it on PC. I've got it on Vita. Yeah, I've got, it, I've got, I've on got it on Vita, I've got it on PS5, I've got it on Switch, i got it, came it on in PC. on Vita. Yeah! <laughs> I bought it, day what? one.
1: Madonna in the musical. Yeah.
0: Evita. Yeah. Evita, you've got to see her. That's not the... I've also got uh, it on iTunes, so if you want it on your iPad... i got, um, I got
1: that Contra game on the iPad. Oh,
0: why? It's so bad! Yeah, I stopped playing after a few levels. I didn't even get past the tutorial. I was like, stop telling me how to play Contra! Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, Curse of the Dead Gods. It is It is my favourite game of the year so far. I'm you giving said it that a about Chasm games.
1: last week. Pardon? You said that about Chasm last time.
0: Yeah, but I haven't played this yet. Oh, it's <laughs> indecisive. This is this is probably my game of the year. Play Wife going Uncovered next week, and that'll <laughs> be your game. A, I'll give it a go. Doki Doki Literature Club. I'll play through the uh, side stories and see how they go. Um, but have yeah, played the, Hatterful Boyfriend. I have. I've got it on yeah. my phone. That'd be your game of the year, would it? I've got it on my phone. What, pigeon dating? Yeah. I have three pigeons now. Three rescue pigeons. Do you want to know their name? Well, uh... We've got Twiglet. She's uh, very skinny, and she can't fly, so we've called her Twiglet. we We've got Comet. Because it's a baby, baby wood pigeon that shouldn't be able to fly, but it flew out of the fucking sky. Yeah. Randomly just flew out the sky, landed in front of T, and they picked him up and took him home. So now we've got Comet as well. Stole a pigeon. Basically. And then we've got Owly still. Owly, the cutest pigeon in the world. Who also, who also is super excited whenever you say her name and starts vibrating. (laughs) So when you go past her, if you say Owly, she's on top of the TV. We've got like a cupboard with a TV in it. And you open mm. the doors and the TV's inside. And she's on top of the TV. So if the doors are open you go, Owly, you can just hear, like that because she's so excited that someone's there. And then she'll bite you if you go near her.
1: Maybe she's not excited. Maybe she's trembling in fear because Owly killed her parents. Wait. an Owl killed her parents. Oh,
0: right. I thought you said that she yeah. killed her parents. No, her parents died of PMV. <laughs>
1: Pigeon menstrual vention?
0: No, pre uh, pre uh, no uh, <laughs> pre. <laughs> it's like primo something something. It's like a, it's basically a neurological disease that it's like a prion disease. It's worms going to the brain. They misfire neurons. Oh, should have protein rectin? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, that won't help a pigeon. Oh, um, <laughs> um, It's about also, worms. Also, once it's damaged the neural pathways, they can't. She can't fly. For instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Curse of the Dead Gods, probably my game of the year so far. Fucking great! It's really good. Your review, Ant.
1: Oh, I have to review something. Yeah, do I, do I have to review a thing? Yeah, review Shane. Oh shit! No, um, I just bumped the mic. That's your fault.
0: Don't bump the mic, right? Bump the mic, right? Right. So you got no love, and you riv the wrong man. It's time to move your body. Let's. You can't get a girl, but your best friend
1: can. <sighs> it's time to move your body. Right, so I've been reading. That's that's it. I've, I've read.
0: I've been reading. I've
1: been reading for two series like of Transformers you. comics. Oh yeah, how's that go? Um, because I, I read a while ago. I mentioned the first, ep issues of More than Meets the Iron Robots in Disguise. Yeah, it was the 2012 IDW comic series it started in 2012. The ones eight. I for you years. Went. Um, no, I've been reading them. I've been getting them from Amazon because I can't get on with PDFs. Um, I need I need the I need the swishy thing and the zoom in and out and. I need the automatic page composition and stuff, it, you know, the way I like to read. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I've read up to the big crossover event. I haven't got to the crossover event yet. But basically the way it was worked was there was two comic stories right at the same time. Roberts in Disguise was basically about what was going on. Roberts Cy- in Disguise? Rob- yeah, Roberts. <laughs> yeah. That was about what's going on on Cybertron after the war ended and okay. the Autobots, the Decepticons, what's left over the Decepticons. And like what they call nails, the non-affiliated alien life forms. Yeah. It's basically the non-affiliated transformers and stuff. Um and what's going on, on the planet while well, they're trying to, you know, build a new civilization. Iacon's like the only city that's not affected by all this crazy shit that's going off in the desert and everything. Yeah. Or what well, say the desert, the rest of Cybertron. Like whenever Transformers exit into the rest of Cybertron they get attacked. Um and meanwhile, Hot Rod has taken a whole bunch of Transformers, about two hundred and some of them, on a crusade to go find the uh, these old knights of Cybertronian mythology who oh, apparently right. forged the planets the Transformers lives on. So not of the round, table. and they he thinks that if he finds them, they can come back and fix Cybertron and fix all the stuff that's been going wrong with it. Yeah, so big old quest they've been going on, um, and both the stories run parallel to each other, and there's moments where stuff will cross over from one to the other but it's in like really subtle ways because they're separated by millions of light years like they're not next door yeah. or anything but there's like events that happen in one comic that'll trigger something that'll happen later in another yeah um like there's one thing that's going to come up soon which is in it where a bunch of decepticons found grimlock on a planet and he's was all caged up and their plan is to take him back to cybertron and be seen as a hero for bringing back a lost autobot hmm. cuz they think the autobots were in charge they're going to be in for a shock when they get back because that will that will come in soon, um, but yeah, the way it works is the way it's been going is really good. More than meets the eyes, like it's the more upbeat, fun story arc. Because all the guys are on a fun quest, and Hot Rod is the sort of guy who um, he thinks basically shit can't touch him, and he thinks he's great and awesome and stuff. But he's yeah. like finding out pretty fast that he has to kind of be a leader, and maybe shouldn't use his own guys as bait sometimes. This is Hot Rodimus. <clears throat> no, that's Hot Rodimus. Oh, right. Um, this
0: is just Hot Rod
1: but he's Rodimus Prime he doesn't like being called Rot- Hot Rod but he's not Rodimus Prime anymore I mean he's only got half a Matrix like Optimus Prime gave the Bumblebee and him half a Matrix each
0: do they combine?
1: no, no. the Matrix is dead it's been used but anyway um, you still what? It's the Matrix there the Matrix was a thing that happens before the events so they've been off on their quest they've been having their fun there's been all these little adventures and they're usually a couple of issues at a time some dark stuff happens like they find out the the spaceship, they're on the lost light Um, underneath the spaceship in a compartment that they couldn't get to. Mm. There's like a transformer there called overlord. Who's like, he's basically this ancient transformer who, as far as anyone can tell is indestructible. And all he loves doing is just destroying shit. And he's responsible,
0: indestructible, but he loves destructible stuff. He
1: loves destroying things, but he's, he was basically responsible for a whole war that went on in another comic series years ago. And he tortured a whole bunch of people and he, Messed him up and he killed a whole bunch of random people. He's basically like, you know, if you Rainbow let a T Rex out, out in a zoo, um, and he, he kicks all sorts of nasty ass. But one of the characters found him. They managed to find where he was inside the ship. You. They could hear like they could hear his pleas to be free. No, like he was gonna "Kill me" and all this. And oh, stuff. kill me! But um, you find out that that was actually he was planted there, and a couple of the people on board the ship knew about it because they were gonna. Experiment on him and try and find a way of creating their own indestructible spark. What? Um, But anyway, so that ties into what's happening in Robots in Disguise, though, because Prowl is kind of like. You get this whole story arc where Prowl turns on the Autobots and he's he's like, oh my god, he's a Decepticon. He kills Wheeljack and shit. And everyone's like, ah, shock him, but it's a double plot twist. Because it turns out, the real truth is, it's all been a scheme by Megatron. Megatron. (gasps) who everyone thinks is dead, has been out in the middle of Cybertron for ages.
0: Just like they thought Hitler was dead, and but he went to Brazil.
1: No, he went to space. He went to the moon. Oh, what? Um, Megatron's been the responsible for all the shit that's been going on around Cybertron. Like, he's been doing some crazy stuff that makes people go mad and makes Cybertron attack people. Um, but it turns out that Prowl was being controlled by one of the Insecticons. insecticons one of the Insecticons has these little mini-bot things that can go inside people's brains and take control of them. And Prowl's basically been under the, his control for ages. Yeah. But the thing that comes up from that is that while it's not Prowl's fault that he turned on the Autobots and sold them out and basically gave Cyber gave Icon to the Decepticons, um, it all sort of turns out that a whole bunch of his actions were kind of before that happened. Oh, like a whole bunch of his messed up stuff, like blowing up the Lost Light. Because as far as they're concerned, the Lost Light, the spaceship that left with Hot Rod, is got is blew up. They think it exploded. What really happened was they their quantum drive got activated by accident. The explosion went off, and it. Made a duplicate of themselves, so like on Cybertron, they've got like the wreckage of the Lost Light and what's left over of it, and it's been destroyed. Yeah, not realizing they're still alive and they're flying through the galaxy somewhere. Apart from one of the members of the Lost Light, because he got stuck into the warp core. He um temporary sort of the warp, the quantum core thing like <sniffs> merged him into the wall. Yeah. Um, but it turned out that was part of Prowl's plan. He wanted to make no one on the um on Cybertron think about leaving. So he basically fucked up. Prowl's pretty wait, messed up.
0: Wait, he wanted no one on Cybertron to think about leaving by destroying the shit out of a bunch of stuff.
1: By destroying the shit out of the ship that was leaving. I know, but he like... He basically was like, their crusade is stupid. It's a waste of time. He doesn't want them to go off on this crusade because it might give people on the planet the idea to do something similar. And he needs to rebuild Cybertron. To rebuild Cybertron, you need people. To so build his, more people? They can't build people. They don't build people. They have to find sparks. How do you find sparks? Uh, sometimes you have to find a planet that's generating the sparks. Oh, right. Because it comes from Cybertronian planets. Yeah. But there's no Cybertronian parks left on Cybertron anymore. How
0: do they make Cybertronian planets?
1: They don't. That's why they're looking for the lights who so, forged the planets in the first place.
0: So, right. So, there's a bunch of machines. Sentient machines.
1: Millions and millions of years ago, when yeah. there was, wasn't was many of them. There was only a handful. Yeah. There was, like, 12 knights who yeah. of Cybertron. Who went out into space and started colonising other planets. Yeah. And they had the ability to forge the planets into Cybertronian planets.
0: What were their names? Like as in like what was Don't their know, what was their what was their title? Because you've know, got Primes. It's part of Okay.
1: mystery. Okay. They're, they're knights, the knights of Cybertron. Yeah. But they forge these planets and the planets from if the planet's healthy, it'll spawn cores, which are the sparks. Yeah. And they harvest the sparks very carefully, because they're like, And then what do they put them volatile. into? They create a construct for the sparks to go into. They need like a, a like a little coffin. No, they need a um, like a body. Whatever they call them, they had a name for like the sparkless bodies that they create them from. They're forged. Homunculus. Like a lot of a lot of Cybertronians were born from the ground themselves. They actually they're called they're they're the ones that are forged by Cybertron. But there's a whole bunch of them. They call them. For, um, they call them cold forged. Yeah, and they're the ones who are artificially created using this spark method they found.
0: Every time we talk about Transformers, I'm blown away more and more by the fact that people there's a ridiculous traditions. amount of law in yeah, Transformers. I know, but like, when someone like
1: and it depends what version you're reading. If we if this if, is just the IDW version of their law.
0: So, like, uh, let's let's use us as an amalgamation for for Transformers and all of Transformer law. If someone crawled out the fucking ground. What would that process look like? I know we're all made of carbon. The, the Earth is made of carbon. So, like, it, you know, it's not insane to think that there could be but a But, see, process. the original
1: 13 primes... Yeah. One of them was the prime of creation. So, they were primes. There was the original 13 prime. You know, like in the Transformers movie, they yeah. mention in one of them, there's a 13 prime. One of them was the prime of creation, and he's the one who brought Mark life. Hallberg. He's the one who brought life out of Cybertron. Yeah. And for millions of years... They were the only Cybertronians. He
0: chugs a beer and he really but wants to say. A case, the primes
1: uh, disappeared. They went off and did their own thing. Yeah. No one knows what happened to them. Yeah. One of them may be living amongst them now, or two of them. Um but at some point later in history, the technology the Transformers has advanced to the point where they could figure out how to harvest the sparks they were finding. Yeah. And create new Transformers out of that. Okay. And but the thing is, is there was like a whole system where people didn't really look, they looked down on those Transformers. Because they, they weren't. Born, they weren't they were you know, they weren't born from the ground. They were yeah, like Chromedome's one of them. He's got the ability to read people's minds by stabbing little needles into them. And he was supposed to be taking care of Overlord, and that fucked up and Overlord got out and killed his boyfriend. So well, he didn't kill Chromedome's boyfriend. Right, rewind, little tiny guy, cassette, records everything. He's like yeah. really touching stuff. He um he ends up like jettisoning himself into an escape pod with Overlord, like chucking him in there and chucking himself in and jettisoning it and end up space and then Chrome Dome's like well I can't leave him in there with Overlord because he'll die and there was some weird quantum shift thing where time's moving slower in there so he won't just die he'll die extremely slowly um, and Chrome Dome blasts it with the ship's cannons to stop Overlord from killing his boyfriend okay. his little buddy rewind there's a really nice um, comic that right at the end when you gets into the fifth volume of More Than Meets the Eye where the entire issue is told through one of Rewind's recordings, because he records everything and he documents everything. And he was meant to be making a documentary about their quest. Yeah. And this whole documentary is showing like a chapter that's happened a few months earlier. Yeah. Um, which I friggin' love because I was like, wait, what? They, they, they're like all talking about someone's coming on board and everyone's like super excited. And like, who's this going to be? And it's only one of my favorite toys of all time, Thunderclash. Oh. oh. No, I, I, Thunderclash is like a holy grail toy I want to get. Oh, okay. And they made him in, in the IDW comics. He's like some impossible space, sh- like Casanova superhero oh, right, 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 yeah. like he's this guy who travels through space and everyone friggin' loves his adventures and all this sort of stuff and the movies like... are made about him and stuff like that but a flash from flash what's his face from blackadder yeah i was gonna <laughs> say yeah <laughs> um rick Mills character in black Adder and they are meant to see. all have british accents in this comic. Oh, really um what? but um yeah he's on board the ship and everyone's like it's brilliant because you're watching this this whole story and there's like this whole bit where rewinds like coupled together a bunch of clips to yeah. spell out a sentence, to leave a message for Chrome Dome, That was just at the end that he hacked together in a couple of seconds as he was flying out into space. He threw it back at Chromedome. Um, which is a nice touching little thing where it's just like a little message he quickly edited together in the last few seconds before he was, knew he was about to die. Um, but um, yeah, I quite like the Thunderclash thing because they're showing this video, <laughs> this documentary to a What's whole bunch. Thunder clash Thunderclash? Thunderclash is amazing. I want that Oh, figure.
0: right, because I put Thunderclap.
1: No, Thunderclap we were your ass cheeks, do.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I found it funny. Um
1: They're showing this video to a whole bunch of um robotic lifeforms trying to recruit them yeah. to the thing. And all the robotic lifeforms are like, Yeah, we ain't joining you guys. You guys are a bunch of idiots and jokers. We're gonna go join that Thunderclash guy. So they all just head off and join in. <laughs> so Thunderclash got some new recruits. Um but yeah, that that's really fun. Like, some really dark stuff happens in More than Meets the Eye as well, like um There's like a storyline that kicks off in one of the early ones where uh, Ratchet comes across a medical facility and one of them's doing experiments on people and purposely killing them to extract their cause and do experiments and stuff on them. Mm. Um, And he gets defeated, you think he's dead, but turns out he's not. Turns out he's been brought in by some religious fanatics who are trying to, like, their plan is to set off this thing that will kill all the cold born transformers in one go. And this is like a thing that, even though it's supposed to happen at the same time in Robots in Disguise, you d- there's no mention of it in that comic.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but there's a whole event where every cold-born transformer in the galaxy starts dying, like they start freaking out and crippling, and they start like going like that. They save the day, don't why?
2: I was it. Um, uh, um, yeah,
0: there
1: was a point to that, but I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, Thunderclash is so the-
0: pretty cool. Looks like uh, looks like a Gundam.
1: Yeah, he's, he's he's cool, but um, the evil robot one. The medical doctor guy. He's called Farmer. Yeah. Um. He challenges Ratchet. He'll be like Ratchet, who he's right now has Ratchet is just a head on a spine with his core hanging okay. out. He goes right. I'll reassemble you, Ratchet. And what we do, we take one of your buddies here. He's got two buddies, Ambulon and First Age. Ambulon turns into a leg. Um. He was meant to be part of an experimental combiner mm-hmm. that the Decepticons were doing, and he quit the Decepticons to join the Autobots. Yeah. Um. And he's like, right. What we're going to do is I'm going to cut one of your buddies in half. And you have 30 minutes to put them back together again. And if you manage that, I'll give you what you want. And he's like, no, I don't want to, that's ridiculous. And he's like, okay, guys, uh, this is happening, so don't get scared. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best. And he's expecting him to cut him across the waist.
0: because I'm Straight
1: like- down the middle, ambulance straight down the middle. So he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but it's brilliant. Ratchet's trying to save him. And, well, you think he is. Mm. And he's got guards. There. He's, he's big just he nice to two legs. Nah, it gets even better. Oh, he's like, he's working gun. away in first stage, like, let me help you. I can help you save him. He goes, you can't help me save him. He's like, why? Because he died 30 minutes ago. I've been using this time to make this. And he pulls this massive fucking minigun out of the oh. guy, out of the leftover remains of the body. He made a massive gun out of his corpse. That's and how he did, it. And just starts blasting people to death. Um, and you're saying time.
0: that these things have souls? Yeah. <laughs> so
1: this is, that's like the fun, adventurous. It's like the scene in Gattaca, where he's eating the chicken <laughs> yeah, this, and
0: turns into a gun.
1: <laughs> this fun-adventurous friggin', not Gattaca, that's Ex- uh, Existence. Existence, yeah. Yeah, but the fun adventures of um, More Than Me, where Ratchet turns the internal organs of one of his buddies into a Gatling yeah. gun. Um, Why <clears throat> But Robots was in disguise while well, that's going on, Is having its own adventure. Yeah. Um, but this is all building up, there's like, a lit- every now and again you get an issue which is about Optimus Prime, and it's yeah. a completely different art style. And that's building up to this Dark Cybertron crossover thing, which is the next thing I have to read, apparently. Oh, okay. It's um, like Marvel Comics yeah. now. And apparently after that, the two comics split apart, but like, there's a new Lost Light crew. They go off on their own. They like go back onto their quest, but they've got a new cast of characters, and some of the characters get mixed up. It's kind of like when WWE does its whole crossovers, and they mix up the roster.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Um, and another thing worth mentioning is, every now and again, they tell stories of the old times of Cybertron which is just like the classic which,
0: cartoon G1 style stuff
1: well, no no they, they've drawn it like the original Marvel comics oh no! Nice. whenever it does that old stuff it's it looks like the original Mar- Simon Furman like the old Thurman, G.I.G. style G.I. G. Joe style sorry you know it's all got the dot print and everything yeah. um, but they're telling the little stories of stuff that no one really remembers and it's like super ancient history when there was only a handful yeah. like there's the Crystal City and stuff in Cybertron which is meant to be the original home of the Autobots and Decepticons before they were Autobots and Decepticons when they were just Transformers yeah um, but it's really neat how they just do this old art style and it keeps flashing back and forth and you'll see the same characters drawn in completely different ways and cool. stuff like that. But um, yeah, the mixture of art styles as it goes along is quite good. But yeah, yeah more, more meets the eye on Robots in Disguise is a really good series. It, like, sounds,
0: it sounds really good. I mean, I, I've got them, i just never <coughs> got around to reading them. I've got so much... I, I
1: warmed up to Robots in Disguise a lot more as it went along. By the end, because the thing is with that series, it makes sense why it's called Robots in Disguise. Because all the robots are hiding something. Oh right. Come in disguise, um, but it's, it gets really, really dark, and then it builds up to that moment where you think Prowl's turned on the Autobots and done a full switch of ruin evil stuff, but then it like explodes into a full blown adventurous comeback, mm. and the story goes off in different path, and it feels a bit brighter after that. Yeah. Even though shit's gone down and everything's kind of terrible, and the Autobots are exiled, the Decepticons are exiled from the city. Starscream's now re- ruling the city with like just the um, non-affiliated Transformers in there. And loads of them have joined his side because they're just like, we don't want to be part of these two factions. We want to be a separate thing that's peaceful. Yeah. Um. And it's like, it's given this weird thing where like, you've got your bots are meant to be the good guys are out in the middle of nowhere. Decepticon yeah. simile have vanished. And meanwhile, Starscream's in charge of who is supposed to be the new good guys, the non-affiliated ones. And Starscream's not to be trusted. No, because he's a bad guy. Yeah, but he went and killed one of the other guys when yeah. no one was looking. And made out the um. Made out the corpse. It. Made yeah, to a mini. Yeah, pen. made out with a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. Nah, but it's, it looks like it's going to be. I, I'm imagine the dark side. Which one story is probably going to be dark. But I'll read that eventually. Some big crossover things, like two issues, two That's volumes. Cool. But we'll see how it goes. Catch yeah. up. Yeah. Nice nice
0: I guess it's, it's my review then. Eh? I guess uh... I'm gonna have to review a thing.
1: <laughs> and oh yeah, skids I mentioned last time. When I mentioned the first volume, he had a gun and he didn't seem to know it was there. And everyone yeah. was like, why aren't you using the gun? And it turns out the gun had something on it where if you weren't aware of the gun's existence, you couldn't see it. So he Skids had had his memory wiped while he was holding the gun. So he forgot he had the gun.
0: Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, 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 if you're holding a thing... He would see it
1: and he'd be aware it's there. But he was never told he had it in the first place. And the moment he goes out of his vision, he's like, wait, what? And he's just walking around So short
0: term memory loss Relating only to a gun Yeah
1: It's basically like Some technological thing It's overwriting the brain Virus and all that sort it of stuff It sounds like PTSD But he's a robot so It sounds like
0: robots. a weird PTSD yeah. symptom
1: But it turns out to be A major plot point
0: Oh fantastic
1: Yeah Fantastic
0: So My review I guess <laughs> And I played another video game Can you guess what video game I played I'm going to um... give you a clue It's about psychics and gypsies. Why you uncovered? No. I played Psychonauts 2 and... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And that's not going to be your last review. So, no. 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 That's for another thing that's more important. Psychonauts no. 2 is a game in which you play as Rasputin, who is a young man who was raised by a bunch of travelling gypsies in a circus and told that he was to fear psychics, but sadly... Uh, this was not uh, was, was not a fortuitous upbringing for him, because he was quite a powerful psychic. You know, he was quite the Psycho-Dinko. Um, so, uh, yeah, in the original Psychonauts, you played as Raz as he sort of went to school to eventually become one of the agents of the Psychonauts. So that was his idea, his dream. And he collects these comics where they have like... I
1: played the first game. Pardon? I played, I've got the first game actually.
0: Yeah, I've got the first game as well because it's on everything at this point. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the whole idea was that Raz was, was going to school to be trained to be a psychonaut eventually. And in this game, and also, sorry, Rhombus of Ruin takes place between the two, which is a VR game in which you go between the consciousnesses of different people to sort of unlock puzzles. And it was very, very good, but it no was... No one
1: played that, did they? I did.
0: No, oh, because you're that guy You got a VR i got two VR things, because I'm awesome. Um, so in, in this game, Raz has made it to the Psychonauts. After, after helping out in the events of the first game, and then Rombus of Rune, you start off by, by in this one, um, going into the head of a villain who's a dentist, who turns out he's had some sort of training from a, from a higher power that has given him the ability to fight back against the Psychonauts' um, <laughs> powers. So when they sort of go in it becomes a platformer and you can connect ideas to make new pathways or to influence the minds of the people that you that you are in. Um and then from there the sort of the story goes that you like have to, inception. Yeah, like inception. Um and you have to do the same with other characters you to incept them and
2: with the you
0: know, um I've been playing this game for quite a few hours and I'm not that far into it because I've been doing the stupid thing I do with every platform and I've been trying to get every single collectible that I can. And you don't not do that till the end. Guide. Yeah, I know. And not looking at a guide because I don't think... In the original Psychonauts, there wasn't really a hub world thing that you can go back to and redo levels. So in this, I was kind of expecting it to be similar where it's, it's linear so you can't really go back and do stuff again. So I was sort of taking my time. It was and a hub
1: world it. in the original way of the camp.
0: You had the camera, you couldn't go back to old levels, could you, until after you complete the game. I d I don't think so, can't remember. No. Um but yeah, so in this one I've been sort of taking my time with it and I am only in the third world. I've done the first two, so I'm only in the third world. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Toto plays. Yeah, as soon as you go in and say The game itself, it retains a lot of the art style of the original. So the character models and things like that, although they're a lot more detailed and they're yeah. a lot more expressive. It's that same sort of art style. And it's it's crazy when you look at them side by side, you can see the influences so directly. But the amount of detail and level design and, and how much they've sort of... The team have... Because it's been, what, 20 years since the original? 25 years? 20 years? Yeah. Something like that, isn't it? Some stupid amount of time. Maybe only maybe like 18. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't years care. Years ago. But yeah, but the actual game itself... It, it looks incredible. And you wouldn't think it was a smaller team, because again, this is uh, Double Fine Studios, isn't it? Yeah. And they don't traditionally make massive games. Like, I think that they've mostly been making small, like, mobile things for a while. No, they just did done lots of smaller... Brutal Legend before.
1: Yeah, Brutal Legend was their last biggest game. Yeah,
0: which was incredible. Yeah. Really, really fun game. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, so this this Psychonauts 2, it's a puzzle platformer. They kind of bought
1: by Microsoft, though, didn't they? So yeah. they had Microsoft money to help finish it. That's true. Because it probably would have been a smaller game if it wasn't. I think you're right
0: that. there. Yeah, it was kickstarted, wasn't it? Well, fig. Yeah, which is like a backer, We're double find zone thing. Yeah, it's a backer thing rather yeah. than like people become investors rather than. Yeah. But yeah, the game itself fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. It's a puzzle platformer. Your patience with something like this, I would say that it's it is on Game Pass. I know I keep saying this whenever I review a fucking game. It is on Game Pass. And so you can give it a go and uh, before you fully commit to completing it. And I'd say that if you play the first level, which is that the tutorial where you're going through the guy's he's like a dentist and you go through like his mind. If you play that and you don't like it, you don't like the humor, you don't like the controls, then the game's just not for you. I don't think that you're gonna Yeah, piss off. But if you if you play that and you enjoy that to some level I think continuing on is not a bad idea because it is a really, really good game. And it does go strength to strength because as it expands and you get more powers and you get more abilities, it gets more interesting. That You get to a point where you can take over different people in in just the Psychonauts hub and there's a point where you've got your pet rat comes out and you can get into your rat's head. And when you get inside your rat's head and you can see what he sees, you can't control him, you can just see what he sees. You look back at your own character and he's just a cardboard cutout of a human-sized rat Mm. just going like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> it's like and it just we're like your love hearts around and it just turns off you're like, yeah,
1: it's the whole thing you can see through people's eyes yeah, and see how it. they see you that's
0: what most of Rhombus of Ruin was mm. but in this obviously when you go into someone's mind in this one you can still move around but your yeah. character's always like a cardboard cutout so just see like the surface level I guess is meant to be the commentary there and you're just like hopping around the environment as this cardboard cutout and sometimes people's depending on who you go into they'll see psychic pressure points so that you can, like, find collectibles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, All in all, it's a really fun game. It's not perfect. There are still... There are a couple of, like, buggy levels and a couple of buggy moments. But for the most part, like, they've been smart with how they've... You get to try for buggy. Yeah. They've been smart with how they've kept it linear. They've kept it so that, you know, it's a fine-tuned gameplay path. It's not, like, mad. And the challenge is there. It's not like it's a very easy game. Um, and some of the puzzles they're a bit of a head scratcher like there are the first like major connective one you do I
1: doing, mean this is what you're going inside people's brains the first it's connective that was scra- terrible that was terrible oh. the
0: first connective one you do um it's basically you trying to convince this woman not to go in because she she used to be a doctor she's a gambling addict so you influence her mind once and then she suddenly when you come back to the level you're in a hospital that's also a casino and you have to sort of connect the first connection just fucks everything up and then the mm. Third connection, I think it is that you get to. You've got six different options, and you're like, "I've got to convince her gambling's bad." And it's like gambling, dying, and stuff like that. Mm. It's quite good. So yeah, really, really interesting. Should have
1: cancelled her account and then yeah, should just like she'll just gamcare check for duplicates. No, just called yeah. up gamcare. Yeah. She's been
0: like, "I've got someone who's addicted to gambling." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is a great game. As I said, it's on Game Pass. I think that. It is a bit of, it's one of those things that's Marmite. I don't think everybody's going to really enjoy this. But if you've got younger kids, maybe not super early age, but like between 12 and 15, and you're looking for a good game for them, this is a great one. Although we have just had, I mean, like this year alone, we've had what, that remake of Super Mario 3D Land and a bunch of other puzzle platformers like Ratchet and Clank and shit like that. Like, it's been a really strong year for platformers. Uh, Shoes. Yeah, the shoes. Platformers. Yeah. Platformer shoes. Yeah. Those famous shoes that Disco Stu wears. Yeah. Platformer shoes.
1: Yeah, you can get really
0: tall Platformers. Then. Taller yeah. than you seem. <laughs> Platforms, Boot cut for your jeans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I enjoyed myself there. I'll give it a hell of a mirror. It's really... I, I'm enjoying it. Your review, Anne.
1: Does anyone say fuck in the game.
0: I don't know. I'm still getting over boot cut for your jeans. <laughs> I'm losing my mind today. <laughs> it's so warm. Ambulon could have done with them. What?
1: Ambulon. <laughs> the transformer <he> turns <laughs> into a leg.
0: Oh, yeah, the one he got turned into a minigun. He got sliced in half. He still transforms. Transforms into a yeah. minigun. What happens
1: to the rest of I his guys? what the bullets were. Toes? Nuts and bolts. No, toes. Toes, maybe, because yeah, yeah. you
0: got so many bones in your feet.
1: They don't have toes, though. They've just got big feet flaps.
0: Yeah, I know, but, like, they somewhat emulate humanity.
1: So do politicians. But... <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Did you see Matt Hancock on holiday wearing a tucked-in T-shirt with jeans? And who was the guy who went dancing? Michael Gove went yeah. dancing. <laughs> like, let's be fair, his dealer sent him a text saying, I'm in the club, mate, drop us a line when you get in. Just-
1: like, so, was it Matt Hancock's wife say donated to something
0: I don't fucking know to know. do with
1: him and she said I'm going to take you for all the money you've got yeah, yeah. so she
0: fucking should yeah reduce him to fucking ashes that oh,
1: kind yeah up. it'd be nice if we could do that
0: Michael uh,
1: I mean Guy Fawkes tried
0: Michael Gove is the one that there's a load of rumours that he's actually gay because he was apparently seeing a bloke
1: that's okay but he looks like Pob
0: who? Pob who's Pob?
1: Google Pob.
0: Okay, you go and read your next review, on Google Pop.
1: Yeah, he looks like Pob.
0: Yeah, you you, you do your next review.
1: Well, I saw Shang-Chi in The Legends of the Ten Rings. Fuck
0: off, that's my review now. Yeah, this does look like him. Yeah, it looks exactly like him. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like... You know, it looks... He I
1: used to watch that when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Michael Gove did. Well, he was in it. Why would he yeah, watch it? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going today, Pob?
1: I'm Pop, going to um, Then he spits all over the screen.
0: You know what, Michael Gove, I found <coughs> out that, when I found out he was Scottish, was when he went on TV to talk to Scot- Scottish people, and suddenly he went from being like, well, you have to listen, right? You have to listen to being like, well, <laughs> i was, like,
1: was that your Scottish accent? No, that was his Scottish accent. Oh. It was
0: fucking deplorable. I-, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're the only Scottish person who has to pretend they're Scottish. I think it's because he got kicked out because he's such a twat.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't let him in Scotland now. What, what are you doing a now? really
0: nice Sony... There's a Sony 4K Blu-ray player that has uh, has the... Um, You've got a 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah, I do, but it has... You know, eventually the PS5 will have it. It has an audio codec player that plays the super high-res files. You don't get that as standard in Blu-ray players often. You know, just, just... I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. It's bargain of the century. I'll just leave it. I won't spend... Give me the money instead. No, because I'd rather spend £200 on a 4K Blu-ray player I use once a year to watch The Matrix again. I recently rewatched all three Matrix films, Ant.
1: It's four of them now.
0: I know. Well, the trailer for the fourth one hasn't been released yet. Do you know what? Those films aren't bad. <laughs> People give them really bad rep, but they aren't that bad. I mean,
1: in the scale of how bad films are now.
0: Well, no, like, the first one's great. first one's obviously like a cultural icon. The second one is... Much really, like... Um, like, the second one has some Romeo really good bits. Yeah, <laughs> Romeo and Michelle's actually a really good film. Yeah. The second one has some good bits in it. No,
1: well, the second and the third film are about stuff. Nowadays I, I, you can't guarantee A film's going to be about stuff
0: The biggest problem With the second one is
1: What that, is Avengers Endgame about? What is it about? What is the question it asks? That's not true Because
0: Infinity War's yeah. about Like No matter what you do People will die yeah. Like there's no way To always win Sometimes yeah. you will you lose You can't save everyone Yeah And then Endgame's like Nah <laughs> Bring
1: it back Land. Remember when Iron Man said I am Iron Man Yeah Anyway, was I going to review Shang-Chi? Yeah, sorry. Speaking of a Marvel, um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is, I think, possibly a top five Marvel film. It's up there with um, Black Panther for me. Jumping straight in there. Um, I didn't
0: like Black Panther as much as everyone Because
1: you're a racist.
0: No, I still liked it. I just think it's the same problem I have with this, so we'll get to it. I'll let you She's a terrible point. person. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: you don't tell them I'm the quartering. No. Anyway, yeah, Shang-Chi
1: uh, is about a guy... He's, you know, he was... Sean. Born, Sean. <laughs> um, his daddy's a bad man. who has been alive Wayne, for thousands of years. Wu Wang? It's, mand- it's Mandarin.
0: No, it's Wu Wang. Yeah, it? it's the Mandarin. Wu,
1: Wu Wu Wang. Yeah, but he's the Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in, I mean, he doesn't call himself the Mandarin.
0: His wife comes from Tylo.
1: Yeah, but anyway, he so, didn't want to be part of this thing. Yeah. He got sent out on a mission... And decided, right, fuck this, and he escaped at the age of 15. Yes. And lived in New York.
0: He potentially killed someone. He did kill someone. He did kill him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Are you not paying attention? No, I was.
1: Spoilers. But- anyway, okay. stop. stop, stop. Okay, anyway. so he's been living in New York for like 10 years,
0: got a new life. What an intro to his character.
1: And, you know, and then one day, a guy with a big knife on his arm tries to fight him on a bus. Razor fist. Yeah, good old razor fist.
0: Yeah, um, from Creed.
1: And he's like, oh shit, he's got superpowers. Yeah. And well, no, it's, cool.
0: it's Aquafina going. Who
1: are you? Because he just
0: does the he does the fucking insane. Yeah, and the punch. music
1: goes. Bow, he Bow, does the insane b- punch b- that guy's b- gut? Bow. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> turns out he's a martial arts genius, and his daddy's <laughs> after him again. Well, no, and his he's daddy after took the pendant. Him, well, his daddy took the pendant. Yeah. Anyway, so he's got to go find his sister. She's got a pendant as Zulang. well. All sorts of stuff happen. Aquafina goes with him. Yeah. Um, and then Zulang. they have a big old fun martial arts adventure for the first two-thirds of the film and then the last part turns into big special effects, CGI backgrounds and all sorts. There was moments where they were stood in front of a big CGI cliff face and I was like, this looks like the end of Avengers Endgame again. Um, but anyway, the film's a hell of a lot of fun. It's got like like smart, witty dialogue and the jokes are actually good. Um, the frigging direction, really, especially really early on, like just in scenes that before the martial arts kick off, the direction's awesome. really nice and it's just like taking the time to show the characters walking through locations and, you know, interacting with people and showing the life around the area, which, like, the only other Marvel film that's really done that sort of thing is um, Spider-Man Homecoming, and that's got the Ramones playing over the whole thing. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But, to tie to Spider-Man Homecoming, did you recognise the guy on the bus? Which one? The streamer.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, do a flip! Yeah, it's the do
1: a flip guy, same guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's the best um... character in all of Marvel films.
0: (laughs) I, it's such a shame I saw nobody before this uh, because nobody has a really good bus fight scene, and mm. there is a shot that's almost replicated in this. You know, there's the, one where
1: Bob Odenkirk does like a run up the wall. No, he's no, the, no, no,
0: no. So you know the you know he's fighting
1: the giant guy with the knife arm. So
0: you know when Shane Chi sees that there's people on one side of the bus and he needs to get them over to the front. Yeah. And the way he's going to do that is he basically is going to fight everyone, get them off the bus, and then like hold razor fist and get mm. them all to the other side. The first person that he fights, he punches. And he fucking then he like follows through with a kick and then sends him out the bus. Yeah, someone does that to Bob and Kirk in Nobody, mm. and it's almost the exact same shot. Whereas from the side on, and you sort of see, but it's obviously reversed in this. Whereas our hero is getting kicked out of the bus in Shang Chi. He's kicking the, out the, of the
1: bus. The bus sequence reminded me of them trying to do the um, train sequence from Spider Man a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Because it is. I mean, you're going to get that when it's in a metal tube. I
0: was really impressed they used because it's in San Francisco, isn't it? Because it's Is the it? fucking, the massive hill. Is it New York? No, no, it's got to be San Francisco, because it's the massive hill from Crazy Taxi, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but they have hills in New
0: yeah, York. Yeah, I know, but maybe. it's like the massive hill, like the real big on. one.
1: That's where Hulk lives. Is it? Hulk comes from San Francisco.
0: Well, the abominations in this, so. Yeah, but, um, new abomination. <laughs> he's yeah. got the fish He's got the fang. Doing, yeah. It seems like he's continuing to mutate, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, but no, that that bus scene, I was really impressed. I was that's really fun. impressed yeah. like the Well because... I watched
1: that a week or so before it came out, but it was released that's where tonight. the direction for the action comes from. Because you know how they always say like there's this whole thing where they people get the impression that Marvel have basically directed the movies before they come out.
0: Yeah, because the special like, effects are done. Separately.
1: Marvel know what stuff they're gonna want to have in the films. Mm. The, that direction for the bus fight sequence is not from Marvel. There's that is not like none of the other action sequences in any of the Marvel films have the same sort or not just that bus sequence, but all the action sequences. There
0: was one shot that really impressed me in the bus scene that I Look, I was fucking surprised by because it. Cause it look, we spoke about this the other day, where it's still that choppy editing. I can't talk about the direction. It's the American style of action yeah, direction where it's choppy,
1: but they're keeping the geometry of the scene clear, which is something that the Marvel films always struggle with. Yeah, it's like the the every event has a, a reaction to it. Yeah, it's not just a series of people doing punches and kicks and stuff. It's like. He, you know, fights the guys to one side of the bus, the other people are at the back, the bus starts getting cut in half. Then he's got to find a way of getting the bad guys onto the back of the bus so he can get rid of the back of the bus and get people to the front. Yeah. Um. As the, you know, the driver gets knocked out so Awkwafina takes the wheel, yeah. which is because here, her and um Sean Shang, Chang, they... You know, they park cars for a no, living. Valets, yeah. And you get a little sequence early on of her driving like a nutter, yeah. giving you the indication that she, she can drive like a nutter. Yeah. Although driving a bus is quite a bit different to driving a Absolutely. Ferrari. Absolutely. Um, but then it again, Sandra the breaks, Bullock did all right.
0: Seems the brakes are all over Congratulations that. Congratulations
1: to doing that whole bus sequence without one reference to the film speed. Yeah. But then again, kids today Wouldn't won't follow. know what speed is. <laughs>
0: There's there's one shot on that bus in particular...
1: It be that old movie.
0: um, There's one shot on that bus in particular where Razor Fist is knocked to the back and there is one guy that squares up to Shang-Chi and it's it's five seconds of uncut action Mm. where it's Shang-Chi's blocking these four punches from the sky and then he just lets loose with a volley of about six punches ended by an elbow to this guy's face. Mm. And it is just so close... Like they are way too close to each other for this to be, and it's just like too. You know that very, they can
1: digitally move them closer. No,
0: no, I know, I know, but it's just it was such a nice shot in an American mm. film to see that, doo, 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 yeah. and then
1: bang! But all the all the action sequences have that. The um, it's fighting on the scaffolding in was Hong great. Kong. I was so like, fucking impressed. There's loads by that. of bits where you see Shang Chi fighting, and the cameras in an angle where you can see um, Katie Aquafina's mm-hmm. character in the background and where she's at. And then the whole bit where she falls off the building. I actually thought when she fell off the building, I thought they were going to kill her off.
0: That's what I thought. Because
1: I was getting the impression what was going to happen is he takes her friend with him he probably shouldn't have and something bad was going to happen and he'd take that as a thing he should have to sort of atone for. Yeah. But um, no, she gets saved by Shang-Chi's sister who feels like she's from a G.I. Joe movie. She really did. (laughs) Um... There's something about her that's just like... Oh, I man. think
0: it was that fight between them. Maybe
1: it's just because I watched Joe recently. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Snake eyes. But,
0: I, um, I really liked... Um, I really liked... So, a little bit of a spoiler, although it's in all the trailers. Stop spoiling everything. Um, uh, Abominations in this. and like instead, five seconds. Yeah, instead of them like being like, hey, look, guys, Abominations back. It's like a nice little five-second fight between him and Wong. Yeah. Which was a really nice fight between him and Wong. Again, Wong using that trick instead of cutting someone's hand off. He's putting a portal and then another portal with, like the spot. From Spider Man, yeah, and I just love that effect where someone's like, "You're punching yourself in the face." Um, yeah, because they're uh, just heading off together.
1: Good fun film. Um, I thought it was interesting that they didn't make Mandarin out to be all and out like he is bad guy, but like they make sure there's a whole ton of sympathy for him. Yeah, in this, um,
0: I think that they it was an interesting
1: which makes me think that maybe the finale shouldn't have been a big old CGI thing, and he could have just ended with. Shang Chi fighting Mandarin on a rock somewhere.
0: Yeah, I would have liked that. Yeah, um,
1: with the rings. It felt very. How much... come he doesn't drop his rings every time he falls over? That's what happens with job
0: Oh, <laughs> um, I was a bit disappointed that they didn't just go with the Mandarin's. Like, yeah, we like,
1: just just had a film with a gauntlet of ring, you know, the yeah, gems I know, on it. Yeah, it's a good point. But um, the whole arm ring thing is that's now like one of the later wu shoe style stuff. Yeah, one of the later Marvel comics now has the rings as. Does it? The thing. I'm sure it does. I'm sure they changed it in one of the comics. No, I've, the last one of the rendering comic of I've
0: read, he had rings still, you know, yeah. finger rings, but they were like fucking him up because, like, so in this, like, he's been alive for years and years, and you see, like, yeah, the dynasty, dynasty warriors, warriors. Yeah. yeah, you see that style thing at the beginning, and like the idea that these things grant him immortality. I'd like to think that towards the end, it wasn't the rings that made him hear his wife's voice behind that wall. I think he was just nuts. And, I mean, like, it wasn't beyond. the rings that made him hear. Was the they were voice. just reaching out to him. It
1: wasn't him, it was the demon in the that's darkness. That's what I mean, that's Dwell what I mean.
0: Like they, he was a conduit for that, because mm-hmm. he was completely fucking nuts and broken and just been alive for so long. It just, like, by his own existence, he is, like, some sort of magical conduit. Yeah, they say there. other
1: people have tried though. Yeah. And the Dwell in the Darkness that's reaches I mean, out to That's people. what I mean, yeah,
0: to people that are, like, these mystical, just almost, like, godlike figures. But, yeah, I, I actually kind of liked... I would have liked it more if the big evil didn't escape in the end because the way that like he was hitting it and then the smaller horrible things were coming out I liked that and I also like the fact that Razor Fist just broke off his Razor Fist and then put another Razor Fist in place It's just like got it I like his car the dog shit fucking like
1: (laughs) the mini metro Oh uh, yeah, He drives off in the car, it's got razor fist written all <laughs> over it And he's like, they took my car <laughs> Did you notice he almost never says anything on camera? Yeah, it's because he's it's, not actually Polish or Russian well, there's, there's always someone dubbing over it like, Every single shot when he says something is like, from behind Or yeah. when he's off camera I've got a feeling he wasn't meant to say anything And they just added that in <laughs> Maybe, yeah Um, they just At some point they decided maybe we should let him just say some stuff Because yes. at the end he does But for the first like hour and a half Every line he has is off camera
0: there are like there are so many shots where I'm like I like this and I like that and and the whole film. The reason that I I compare it to someone like Black Panther, I think that you favourably do, whereas I would be, I'd be a little bit more remiss to say it's entirely favourable. Is is the both of these have such good villains mm. and like the villain is overshadowed by a big CGI mess at the end. Yeah. Like Black Panther it was just like you had them. Yeah, at least the CGI the mess train. at the end
1: of Shang Chi looks alright. Yeah that's true It's not that's like true. The Black Panther one Which was apparently Done in two weeks Yeah I really honestly Expected them to Change that for the Blu-ray And like do, give expecting. it another pass But I don't think Marvel are the sort Who will go back and
0: Well you say that Do stuff like that They've added stuff To WandaVision already Have they? Yeah right. They've added like A Doctor Strange watermark On one of the episodes At the end yeah, Don't and want that It's weird um, But yeah like All in all Shang-Chi was really good I just like Wu Wang is such An interesting character And he wasn't like you say, he's a villain, he did villainous shit, he was a horrible human being, but like that last bit where it's just like, you're fighting for the same thing we're fighting for. You're fighting to retain our family, but you think that that family is somehow located behind a wall where these horrendous monsters are coming from that steal people's souls and you think it's a good idea to knock this down.
1: It's interesting that God's straight to dwell in the darkness though. That's a, that's a Doctor Strange. I would have expected Dweller in the Darkness to be in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so would To I. be something like that. But then again, I'm hoping Multiverse of Madness actually gives us Storm Mamu as a character. Or Mephisto. I can't see that happening though because it's... Yeah, Sam Raimi's more likely to go to Mephisto. Yeah. He's... If he can get someone dressed up in a devil costume and he will go for a TV like red devil costume.
0: Well, yeah, Mephisto gets... Played by Bruce Campbell. Well, Mephisto... Oh,
1: my God, Bruce Campbell's going to return as the maitre d'.
0: No, he's going to come back as... uh, He was always meant to be... um, What was his name? Um, I'm forgetting names. Who's the dude who can... Mysterio. Yeah, he's always going to be Mysterio. We've got Mysterio. Just bring him back as an alternative Mysterio. Yeah,
1: but no, he's going to be... Doctor Strange is going to go to a restaurant.
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) Doctor Strange is going to
1: go to a drive-thru.
0: You have the Sinister (laughs) Six come out, and then you go and Mysterio and Peter's like oh my god and then it comes out and it's Bruce Caraboy and he goes bah! and there's like cards flying out streamers. and he's like oh
1: shit that's Spider-Man I'm on about Doctor Strange and the oh, Multiverse right, yeah, of Madness because yeah, yeah. yeah. it's directed by Sam Raimi that's true and also if you imagine does... having Sam Raimi on your payroll to direct a
0: film and you don't give him the Spider-Man one you know if you give him Mephisto you can uh... are you are
1: going to give the Fisto
0: <laughs> if you give him Mephisto as a character that you can use in Multiverse of Madness give him your you, Fisto, know that... not Mephisto. you know what that gives him Right. I gives him Marvel deadites mm. because you've got demons. He he gets he can bring demons forth that possess people, yeah. so you can get deadites, and then you could do Army of Darkness versus <laughs> versus, Mephisto. versus Doctor Strange. Well, no, in the comic it says Army of Darkness versus Marvel zombies, isn't there?
1: Oh yeah, connect it. Yeah, we can connect. The bring it all here. in.
0: Um, Did you see that the, there's an Evil Dead film coming out, a new one? Yeah, the film Evil went. Dead Rise. It's filmed. Yeah. It's done.
1: They started filming it a few weeks back. I oh,
0: thought they started. They finished filming ages ago. Bruce yeah. Campbell f- said a thing that it was like done.
1: No, they started it a few weeks ago. Maybe that's oh, it. Maybe. Then.
0: But yeah,
1: Bruce Campbell's not in it though. It's another, Shang Chi
0: is yeah. It's probably probably it's in my top five Marvel movies. Yeah. Like top three origins. It feels a lot like Doctor Strange, which is why well, it's odd that Wong's in there because it does feel like Doctor Strange. It's sort of like a more earned superhero journey. Yeah, it's not like Iron Man where Iron Man's like. But Doctor
1: Strange is like it's it's fine. It's not amazing. Or anything. I really like Doctor Strange. It's got great stuff in it, but it's not. I think it's just a pretty decent origin movie. Whereas really? Shang Chi is like a genuinely good film.
0: Yeah, I see. I think that Doctor Strange is a genuinely good film. That's my problem is that I I think that my problem is You've got always...
1: crust on, on, Engelbert Humber Patch.
0: No, I just I always Jason Aaron's run on Doctor Strange is one of my favorite comic runs. I own the entire thing. We've got it downstairs in single issues. I've got first editions of the first two for both runs, because I've got it for... No, yeah, that means takes they're worth £2. What? They're worth £2. Pound. First issue of Jason Aaron's run of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, about
1: £2. Pound. Yeah.
0: First edition, sorry. It's no Steve Ditko. I've also got the complete run for Hawkeye, the uh, the series that the Look, new Matt TV... Matt Fraction. Yeah.
1: Matt Fraction's credited on um, Shang-Chi. Is he? Yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah, uh, he thanks. did...
0: The Immortal Weapons, didn't he? Got
1: a special thanks. Yeah, he did. I there's also the a weapons. credit. First time I've noticed it when I'm watching a film is um, Covid 19 Officer on the credits. Oh. Yeah, first time tight. I've noticed that in modern films. Because this was like, they did finish filming this during the pandemic yeah. last year, didn't they? They, were, they hadn't long started um, filming it when it was like, you know, partway through. That's probably why the second half turns into a big CGI mess as well, because you can film in a green screen
0: safely. Yeah, it kind of shows because there's so many less people on set in yeah. the last, last part of it. I mean, I like that the battle wasn't some. Oh yeah, like was I like still it a village. wasn't like that's kind of the again that's kind of the thing they didn't go. They could have
1: gone dynasty warriors with yeah. the finale,
0: but it was just a nice little village where it's just like we literally yeah. just keep the peace. Yeah,
1: yeah. I did like how um, whenever the camp there was like. That instant divide of night and day—I say night and day, but it's really darkness and light. Yeah. Because it's a thing, but every time the village is still lighter, but it gradually gets darker when the bad guys start happening. But right over where that door is, yeah, where Mandarin's like trying to get to, it's night time constantly. Yeah. Like you, when you look over in the distance, when they look over in the distance, you can see it's constantly dark over there. Yeah. Um, I like that, but yeah, really, really fun film. Like I like Simu Liu, isn't it? That's the name of the actor. Yeah. 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 He's in Kim's Convenience.
0: I haven't watched that. I've heard good no. things. Well,
1: good. And Awkwafina, again, because I've made this point before, Awkwafina is one of the most like talented people out so there. She's so good, isn't she?
0: Because I said that about the
1: J- Jumanji next level. Yeah. She steals the show in that Crazy film. Crazy
0: Rich Asians, she's great. Yeah. Um And also, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but The Last Dragon, cover and the Last Dragon, or Kira and the Last Dragon, whatever it was, the mm. the Disney film that's on and the Last Dragon. Rey and the Last Dragon. She's mm. fucking incredible, and that she plays a dragon. And mm. just full on, like... The thing is that she is charismatic as hell, She's so quick. She's so funny, and also she just plays off so many people well. You wouldn't expect her to play off, say, someone like Danny she does her Devito. Dan- she
1: does a Danny Devito yeah. impression in this quite does often. She? Yeah, there's loads of bits where she's like, there's a bit where she's in the house and you see her walk past the room. And she's walking like she was when she's doing oh. Danny Devito, <laughs> just
0: like all slumped over. And... I also like the fact that there's no forced romance in this. They're yeah. clearly like either interested in each other or best friends, like plutonically. Oh, Dave fucking Dave fucking yeah Dave fucking oh Dave fucking Dave fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um but no like i genuinely you ship them i like them as a as a pairing they are great together mm. they just don't need any any like labels there's no like we made it and kissing and shit like that they like literally they hug each i'm like fuck we made it <laughs> it feels very much like the mummy at the end of the mummy where he's just like we fucking did it we did this
1: yeah
0: um but yeah she a short dragon she did in the throat it was fucking great mm. i killed a man i saw that with a trident
1: yeah. Really you may do. want to lie low for while. <laughs>
0: Go live with a family member
1: <laughs> Yeah um, I like all the mystical creatures as well They went full on I, That's the thing, the last half As much as I'm like, um, a bit annoyed that it turns into another Marvel CGI fest yeah. Like they all do At least the last half was doing it for You know, the sake of doing Chinese high fantasy movies
0: I got like so like I. Uh, it's the first film that's Marvel That's felt very Disney at one point and Trevor Slattery, the villain don't from the spoil last... spoil Trevor Slattery. Sorry, Trevor Slattery. It's a know.
1: secret he's in the film.
0: But that creature that he gets paired Morris. with... Morris. Yeah, felt so much like a Disney thing, Morris.
1: Morris comes up to him and Trevor Slattery's dead on the ground, it's, he's like, don't worry, mate, it's just a performance. Morris, I'm just performing.
0: Shut up and lie dead. And <laughs> Morris just on his back, little legs <laughs> going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really impressed. Really enjoyed it. I liked... The fact that they had actual Chinese mystical animals in the yeah, end. That's like what I mean. The, like, the the terms they,
1: they're using it for the high fans Because Chinese martial arts cinema is dead. Yeah. Like actual martial arts films. You're not getting the Hong Kong martial arts movies anymore. It's weird. What happened to Hong Kong that stopped all the Hong Kong martial arts movies happening in the last Crunching 20 years? Tiger, it might Tiger, might Dragon. No, Crash Tiger was an uh, American production, Chinese funded. Really? Yeah. No, Hong Kong movies. I'm talking the Jackie Chan films and the friggin', oh, you right, right. know, all that. What happened? Well, it's because Hong Kong became part of China again. Oh yes, yeah. That's yeah. True. So the Hong Kong's independence to do this sort of thing went, oh, yeah. but um, they've they've really embraced like high fantasy, big special effects driven like, you know, action fantasy films yeah. in China. Like that one that Matt Damon was in, the Great Wall. Uh, yeah. Um, and what about like the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger?
0: And- Emphasis on the Great. Uh, yeah. The the gold
1: iron mask. Oh yeah, was the Iron Mask. Oh, yeah, iron mask. The iron mask. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know they all turn into big special effects extravaganzas. Yeah. And the end of this kind of feels like it fits in with the whole thing where this this film is progressing well, through various another, types of Chinese martial arts it, cinema. It
0: feels a little bit like another Journey to the West remake, doesn't it, at the end?
1: Forbidden, the Forbidden Kingdom. Uh, Sorry. I actually like that film. It's all right, it's fine. It clearly has about half an hour cut from it. But...
0: And Michael Agarero? Michael Guerrero, Yeah, Jet Li, Jackie Chan. Yeah, and some kid. And Tony Liu. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this. Tony in this. Was
1: he? Mandarin.
0: That's not Tony Lu. Lung. Lung. His I'm name's saying... Tony
1: Lung, isn't it? No. I'm doing bad with my memories here. You are? Brain's are you sure you're
0: not thinking of Aquafina? Aquafina. <laughs> <Or> Aquafina. <laughs> Should I do my last review?
1: Does she talk about her... She does talk about her mum's vag in this. She does, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, no, she goes, she goes, your name's Sean. Your name previously was Sean. And he goes, Sean. And he goes, your name was Sean. And you went, Sean. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, but that's like if I change my name from Gina to Gina. It's the same
1: name. And there's a like... bit where the woman's on the bus and she's like, my mum wishes I came, uh, that she came out of her vagina. In oh, 70. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they mm. have that
0: conversation later where they're also saying Gina, Gina. Mm. Yeah. Sean. Sean. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name's...
1: The Mandarin was Tony
0: Long. It wasn't Tony Long. Because it's, U- it's the first English film that he's done. Ah, you got his great. name wrong. You're a dumbass.
1: Who? What did you say his name was?
0: Tony Liu is a guy from the fucking Forbidden City.
1: Now, hold on, I'm not saying Tony Lu- Tony Leung. Yeah, Leung. Leung. Different person.
0: Tony Chai Wai Leung. Oh, I know him as Chai Wai Yeah, Leung.
1: and his character name is not... What was it, Wu
0: Wang, you say? Yeah, what was his name?
1: His name is freaking Wen Wu.
0: Wei Wu, there you go that's See? what they call
1: him you need to learn how to pronounce your Chinese Wei Wu, Xia Ling
0: yeah um, but yeah uh, okay so my last review
1: Michelle Yeo plays two characters I give you? this
0: to uh, Brendan Fraser by the way I think it's fucking great
1: oh so that's your review
0: oh cool no 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 I'm gonna do another review now so Anne, it's been it's been a pandemic for two years almost oh my god it's been almost two years So last year a film was meant to come out in June that didn't come out. Can you guess what that film is?
1: Free man, free guy. No,
0: that was I saw that as well. But can you guess what the film is that was meant to come out last year that didn't come out until very very recently and was only going to be a limited release? Black Widow. No, Candyman. Uh, Candyman was delayed for almost two years. Yeah so Candyman is finally out I've been looking forward to seeing this one for a very long time and it did not disappoint I really enjoyed it but I want to talk about it so I'm going to talk about it have you seen the original Candyman? yeah years ago when I was a kid alright so Candyman the story is you say his name five times
1: and the night before you say his name five times Candyman Candyman knocking at your door
0: you say his name five times into a reflection he Um, comes out and he kills you right? And the whole thing is that at the end of the original Candyman, Helen Lyle, who is a white woman who's researching the the, the myth of the Candyman, she reclaims the title and prevents him from going on another killing spree by becoming the new entity of vengeance. Ah. So Helen Lyle is this person who killed a bunch of people with a hook. It's no longer Candyman. The, the myth is now related to her. And at the end of the film, she does jump out of a mirror to kill her ex-boyfriend. Oh. But like, after that point, she he say her name five times? Yeah, he does in the mirror. Yeah. Um, but basically, the whole idea is that people aren't saying her name five times in a mirror because the words that sort of, they relate to that are, are drifting apart because Candyman is no longer the myth. It's now Helen Lyle. She's reclaiming the myth and she sort of saved these people. At the end, she also saves a child from a big bonfire, you know. Um, and that kind of ties into this one. So she gets wasps in her. She doesn't bees. Bees, bees right? yeah, bees. Bees, honeybees, specifically, oh, yes. because they torture... So I'm going to try and get this right. So they tortured the original Candyman. So the Candyman that we know that was um, he was an
1: old he was a man who used to give sweets to people, and then one day people found razor blades in sweets, and they blamed it on him, and he ended up getting lynched and
0: no stuff. No Tony Todd. That's what who, happens in Candyman. No Tony Todd, who was the original Candyman, was actually a painter. He came mm. from like a free uh, uh, a family of free black people after the slavery times. He fell in love with a white woman who was paid to paint. She became pregnant with his child and when the family found out, they killed him. They lynched him. They cut his hand off. They replaced it with a hook because, you know, they were like, you're tilling the fields, you know, like it was a symbolism yeah. of working. And they covered him in honey so that bees would sting him viciously as he slowly died hanging from this rope. Oh, I thought it was because he like crunchies. No. Um But, I interesting. Like interestingly, the, interestingly, you speak about a man who, so in the beginning of this, we see a new version of the Candyman and the whole idea is that these black figures that that living in Cabrini Green, which is the old projects that, that the first Candyman was made in, all those people, they become the Candyman through myth. Uh, so you speak about the person who had the sweets with razor blades in them. So in this... That's yeah, that's the
1: thing the trailer said.
0: Yeah. So in this, that man is someone who, who basically lives in squalor in Cabrini Green, and he, he gives the kids in the area sweets. And a little girl one day goes home, and she eats a sweet... And she finds a bit of razor blade in there. Ah. And they find out that this guy's been handing out sweets to kids. So they find him and they beat beat him to death. But, like, weeks later, more sweets turn up with razor blades in them. Ah. And the reason they reacted that way was because it was a white girl. It's actually, you know, it was happening to the black kids for a period of time and they were just ignoring it. So, yeah. any, and, so he became... The
1: episode the, of Everybody Loves Raymond where they actually give out condoms to the kids by accident. I mean, why not? So before they were the boiled sweets.
0: (laughs) So in this, that's the Candyman. That Mm. is the Candyman. Tony Todd is very briefly in it, but that's the Candyman. It is that guy. Daniel Robitaugh, I think is the name of the original Candyman, Tony Todd. This guy, Sherman, is the new Candyman, and he's the person who visits you if you say the name. But the myth of Candyman has died because Cabrini Green has been levelled and gentrified. So the the catalyst for this is Anthony, who turns out to be the baby from the first Candyman, the little baby that was saved from the fire. He hears about the myth of Candyman, and suddenly he is like, "I need to find out more about this." But he, so he hears... remembers it from when he was a baby. No, no, no. But he hears the myth as the myth of Helen Lyle. Oh. So he hears from his from his uh, girlfriend's brother, who is the guy from Misfits, Nathan Jarrett, something, something, something him and his boyfriend come over and they're like, I'm going to tell you a spooky story. It's actually a really great scene. He literally goes around her apartment turning all the lights off and he finds a candle. He lights the candle and goes, he goes, so I'm going to tell you about Helen Lyle, this crazy white woman who tore a dog's head off and all this other stuff.
1: Does ignore the sequels?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it does because the sequels are fucking awful.
1: Well, kind okay, Man 2's alright.
0: No, it's not. Was it Farewell to the Flesh? No. De- uh, yeah, it was and then it was Day of the Dead after yeah. that. They're bad. Um, but in this, so so basically he tells him the story of Helen Lyle and that gets out because he's sort of, he's an artist who's on a creative slump. So he hears about Helen Lyle and he's like, I want to find out about these murders and I want to find out about these myths of Cabrini Green. And they live really close to it because the area is gentrified. They live in these lovely apartments that are in basically the ashes of the projects. So he goes to what remains of Cabrini Green and he meets someone who who actually tells him, he's like, no, actually that was the Candy Man. It was Sherman. And he tells him the story of Sherman. And then from there, Anthony just becomes completely invested in sort of using their pain for his art. He sort of starts, starts delving deeper and deeper and he, he brings back the myth of Candyman. He brings back the idea oh, of Candyman. Oh, they shouldn't have done that. And he makes like this, um, he makes like an art project and he gives out these pamphlets and he, it's basically the legend of Helen La. the legend of Candyman, how it developed. And at the bomb it says, we encourage you to interact with this piece. And so you, you sort of, it's a mirror, it's like a little cabinet mirror but when you open it, there is another room inside and you can see the paintings hanging up of the victims of Candyman and Helen Lyle.
1: But everyone decides to interact by saying Candyman in the no, mirror no, 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 five no, times. No, 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 sorry. Oh.
0: Oh, don't worry. There's more explanation coming. Oh, so it's so sort of, that's sort of like, you know, do you remember the first Candyman? Helen Lyle, she opens the cabinet and then behind it is this rancid old apartment that instead of them, you know, bulldozing the whole area, and, you know, redoing all these apartments, people literally had rotting apartments behind them and inside there is the graffiti of candy man's face and you see her crawl through the medicine cabinet and she comes out on the other side and it's like she's emerging from candy man's mouth she's emerging from the myth oh. and like this is sort of like a reverse of that where you open the mirror and you can see these victims paintings of victims but it encourages you to say candy man five times and then open the mirror to see the myth of Candyman. that's going to backfire yeah it is because people start saying candy man in there
1: yeah, um, and and so people start saying it. Ain't into, no fool.
0: People start saying it into a mirror, and they start dying, and then obviously of the course. myth starts. And but he, the first people that die are two people that after the exhibit's done say they follow through with the myth. They say it into the mirror, and he appears and kills them both. In a very nice juxtaposition to a painting he's doing earlier, there is a scene where he starts painting one of the victims, and he starts by just doing a black line, and you see this thick black line of paint's dripping and it's going down. And it's emulated by this guy sees this big projector screen starts just scratching and tearing across, but you can't see who's doing it. It turns out that this candy man doesn't have the same powers. So he isn't strong enough yet because the myth's just starting again. Mm. So he can't appear in the physical world, but you can see him in mirrors. Yeah. So people like it's, it's a really good effect because when he kills someone specifically in this scene, he hooks the guy by the Achilles tendon and you just oh, see his hurts. leg lift up. And you see him being dragged and it is just, it's like, oh, fucking hell. Um, uh, but it's really, it's a nice shot. But the, the whole idea that like, um, the myth is coming back. And so he starts, he, when he first visits, but why Cabrini, would
1: people ever say Candyman in the Mirror five times? I Did they not it. see the first I film? I don't
0: get it. Um, it's really funny as well because people like, although that was something from our youth, mm. people still get uneasy about doing that. Like that's, cause you remember like Bloody Mary was the thing yeah. years before that. And then it became Candyman where's Beetlejuice like Beetlejuice well Beetlejuice is three times anywhere isn't it
1: I'd say Beetlejuice anyway because like it's Michael fun it's pretty sweet yeah Beetlejuice
0: is cool yeah I like it where is he <laughs> wait what was the um,
1: i says his name three times wasn't what was
0: what was the joke in Beetlejuice that everybody says um, I've seen Terms of Endearment three times and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. Is that the cancer mm. movie yeah <laughs> It's just like, it's such a weird reference, but it makes me laugh so much. It is times of endearment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's over that Sophie's choice. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, that keeps, I've seen I've
1: keeps getting funnier every time I see it.
0: Yeah. I've seen Beeljuice for ages. <laughs> Michael Keane's so fucking good. There's a 4K release of that now. Yeah. Yeah, I might we'll actually get, get that. Yeah, let's get that. Um, so, yeah, so Candyman,
1: and <laughs> he was. <laughs> like that. <just>
0: so that. <laughs> one, one second. <laughs> I like the um. What the hell is that? It's like, is that a strip club? It's like, did you make that? And he goes, no, I didn't make that. Like, oh, <laughs> um,
1: I had Showtime Beetlejuice toy.
0: Did you? It's really good one. Oh, the yeah. spinning one with the arms. Yeah, is our head
1: shot up and spun around yeah. and he was like mm-hmm. the um, curled up arms. Yeah, yeah. I've, cool. I've still got um old Buzzard, which is one of the toys, which is just like one of the ones for the cartoon. It's like an old man. And he pull a little. There's like a bee on his back, and he pull the bee, and he flips open. It's like a vulture, and there's like oh, a, a tree cool. inside him.
0: Um, oh, sorry, yeah, Candyman. Sorry, got distracted by Beetlejuice. So, yeah, so um, and the idea is that the the myth is coming back, but and this is this is the key thing. Um, the person who is sort of bringing it back. So the person who's encouraging Anthony in the background, and the person who is who is sort of like developing the mythos, and and eventually is the catalyst that causes a new myth to begin. He wants to make it so that instead of people being punished for, saying Candyman, he wants to sort of flip the myth so that Candyman is a tool for retribution. Because so many black people are dying in situations like being locked in police cars and things like that. Like, he specifically wants to make it so that they have, like, an avatar for their pain, an avatar to save them, a saviour of Cabrini Grin rather than a blight. Um His... <sighs> so- My trick would be,
1: if I got arrested by the cops... I would say here's my statement I'll just write candyman five times and hand it to the cop oh no no there is a scene and like let the that cop in go candy man candyman, candyman not to candyman. give
0: not to give yeah. specifics to what happens so I don't By way, s- I
1: should point out the microphones reflective a little oh, bit yeah that's true so, um I don't want I'm
0: not to spoil the ending for anyone but there is a scene in which a woman gets to get a cop to point the the mirror at mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and then she says Candyman into the mirror five times ah. like it's a really clever little scene where she goes can you just point the mirror at me and he goes why do you want and he goes she goes I I want to see if I've got any of the blood of my boyfriend on me after you shot him. And he goes, all you lot are alike. And then twists the mirror towards her. And then she says it five times. It's like, it's a really interesting scene. Um, but yeah, so, um, so Anthony, like, he, he starts going for a physical transformation. So as he delves deeper and deeper into this myth, he starts going into a physical transformation that begins when he first enters Cabrini Green. It's almost like Cabrini Green's trying to grab him back, trying to steal him back. Yeah. So he gets stung by a bee immediately. And then the bee drops to the ground and in like a very weird artistic shot, you see ants just suddenly swarm the bee and start consuming it and dragging it into the earth. And it is like Cabrini Green is like, he's back. He's like, Candyman is everywhere and he's reclaiming it. Candyman's back in pog form. (laughs) Slammers too. Um, And his hand, where he's bitten by the bee, slowly transfers. It just basically rots his body like you see at first it's just like it looks bigger and bigger and then eventually his fingernails drop off and like it travels up and his eye dies it's oh, a full like, goldblum. yeah yeah, full yeah, goldblum. Yeah. yeah well 50 goldblum, 50% mm-hmm. goblum it's the 35th anniversary of the flight by the way we watch those films the second one isn't as bad as everyone says it's still not great
1: That's fine but like the dogs inside out
0: I got really sad at that bit <laughs> but then I was really happy about the end scene with Bartok eating out the dog bowls, I was like, ah, that's what you deserve, you're cunt. I like um, the bit
1: when the guy's head gets crushed by the lift as well.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> is like fucking I like fun. it when he becomes the mega fly and he's just like spitting acid at distance. Yeah. like, <laughs> oh fuck, he's got distance. Um, anyway, back to County Man. So yeah, so it's all about reclaiming the myth. This is the problem with this film. There is only one major problem with this film and that is that the last act sort of comes yeah, out of nowhere. It's full
1: of them black people you don't like.
0: <laughs> the last act comes out of nowhere and oh. it could have done with another 10, 15 minutes. Like that is the biggest issue. How long's the film? It's only ninety minutes. It's like that really That is the quick. perfect length of film. No, it? it is normally, but this film there is just you just need a little bit more fleshing out at the end. Just 10, 15 minutes at the end would be perfect. I really like the fact the female character, the lead female character, she is incredibly smart. She makes the right decisions at almost every step. And there is one of my favorite lines of a modern horror film.
1: Oh, you can get a Candyman pop vinyl figure. There we go. For the new one, film.
0: There is honestly, there's a great line. She's chatting to her brother. And, uh, and her brother's going like, her brother's saying like, you should have left the immediately, immediately after demonology got involved. Black people don't need to be summoning shit. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, he's smart. He is right. <laughs> he is correct. There is also, uh, you know, the woman who played, who, who played his mother in the first one. She was a young woman in the, in the 1992 film. She comes back. She's 58. She looks fantastic. Ooh. And she, what was it she has uh, not no wonder sykes was no it's not wonder sykes it, it's a woman who doesn't really she hasn't been in much else uh, but right. anyway so she has a scene where she's interacting with anthony and he says tell me about candy man what does that have to do with me and she goes and she immediately goes like her performance is incredible she immediately goes no no like that like shutting him down with whatever noise she can make like an involuntary like a tick mm. she's so terrified of that word and it's fucking phenomenal but yeah, this film, it's doing really well. I'm really the happy doing... The plot
1: was like, hey, mum, I'm going to set up a new business. I'm going to go around town selling sweets to kids. I'm going to be called the, Candyman. And got like the a, candy
0: Man." And he's got a
1: mirror on the truck and he goes around the streets and the kids go, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, one time the kids shout it five times.
0: <laughs> there is a scene where five girls are in school. One of them was at the art show because her mum's like an art dealer. Mm. And she goes into school the next day and she tells her friends all about this stuff. And they're like, in the daytime, they're like, yeah, we can do it. And they're like, all five of them are standing in the mirror. and They go, Candyman, Candy," And then one of them just fucks off out the room. And I was like, smart girl. Good job. Right move. And then the rest of them say it. And then you see this girl is like doing her makeup. And she turns around. She's like, oh, fuck, I forgot my vape pen. And as she turns around, she sees in the mirror, Sherman. Mm. And by the way, the design of the ghost of Candyman in this, so in the original, Obviously Tony Todd was a presence. He was like walking around and he was interacting with in environments. In this, they float just above the ground. It's
1: fucking Vanessa Williams, you fool. Is it? Yeah, it's Vanessa Williams. Amory McCoy. Oh yeah, it candy. is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not been in any vehicle. Alright. It yeah. was Vanessa Williams, for fuck's
0: sake. But um but Candyman floats just above the ground enough that his that his toes catch the ground. Oh he's just, it's like,
1: just so Freaking showing off isn't he so it's a really creepy effect because it looks
0: like they're outside of our reality but at the same time they're interacting with just the tips of their body Mm. as they're like skirting along but yeah really really good I really enjoyed it I just wish yeah 10-15 minutes extra just to flesh out the ending because the ending sort of comes out of nowhere it goes from him leaving the hospital because it gets so bad his infection that he has to go to the hospital when he should have gone a long time ago in my opinion but it gets so bad that he's, he's forced to go to the doctor there's a hook hand and he goes to the doctor, and the doctor basically tells him, "Oh, welcome back. Here. You were born here, and all this other shit." And like, you don't see him have any cream or anything, so I don't know what they prescribed him. But he really needs a doctor. It's like it's mouldy and gross. It's
1: we got him some of that um, topical. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. What's that stuff E-45? that comes in? Yeah, e forty five. E forty five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: some germaline Yeah, um, but yeah, like stuff that comes in the grey tub. He, he goes from the hospital to speak to his mum, and then he goes from there back to Cabrini, and then just like that's the finale. And he's like completely mullered. And you just like you just need a little bit more. Just a just a bit more to flesh out that ending. Because the person who suddenly becomes the avatar for this new escapade as well.
1: Oh my god. Well so I'm looking up Vanessa Williams. She's yeah. actually been a lot of random T V stuff over the years. Yeah. But it's just reminding me that there was a total recall TV series. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, didn't it still she have had, she was in one episode of that? Didn't it still have the guy from Breaking Bad in it?
1: That's what I was going to mention when I was reviewing Better Cool Soul.
0: What? Um, I was watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine and the, that. the other day. Mike trans- yeah. Oh, Mike, Mike trans- yeah,
1: Yeah. He was in an episode.
0: He was really good. Did you watch the reunion for the Breaking Bad people where they all got together and Mike started crying? Bless him he was saying that like no one trusted him in Hollywood and, like he wasn't really getting work and stuff and like he, he he's always got, been around and stuff you can you yeah. go
1: back and find old films where he's fantastic but he just movies. like
0: he was like oh you brought me into this and you made me a part of this family and like you, like yeah. this is all like a big thing for me it meant so much and yeah. he's like and it was sad to see it and he starts crying it's really sweet nice little interview but um, thingy's there next to him Um oh god what's his fucking name the guy who plays Eisenhower why can't I remember his name today Heisenberg Heisenberg sorry yeah he was in. Uh, he was in Malcolm in the Middle. I can't remember his name. Why can't I remember his name? Oh
1: fuck! It's because you're not meant to remember his name. Anyway,
0: so Candyman, you really can... fucking good. Really solid film. It's doing really well as well, which I'm really happy about. I was expecting it. I was expecting it to be one of those films that just it's it's the pandemic has made it so every film either does all right or fucking fails miserably. Mm. And also, a lot of cinemas now don't trust horror movies to be in them for a long period of time. Escape Room was out for five days in total, Escape Room 2, and I was expecting this no, to be...
1: Powerpuff Girls, the movie, only played for like one day and woke him. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was really excited to go see that, and I was working when it came I was
0: expecting this to be the kind of film that I had to see the weekend it came out, so I was really mm. excited. Book tickets. I'd just come back from Manchester, I literally went from Manchester to here, slept, and then the next day went to go see Candyman hungover his shit. Didn't ship.
1: you go there wearing your LGB Alliance t-shirt, and everyone started shouting at
0: you? Can you imagine if I was a member of that fucking ho- transphobic bunch of cunts?
2: Yeah. Oh, God.
0: So, Manchester Pride, really interesting. I did go to Manchester. Oh, by the way, Candyman, I'm giving it to Tom Atkins. I loved it. Oh, uh, thoughts aside, I need good horror movies, and this was a good horror movie. Really enjoyed it, and it was a breath of fresh air to see something that had a mostly black cast, yeah. and they weren't like treated like caricatures. They should have was... had
1: uh, Martin Freeman in it to act. And be like, <laughs> oh, my favourite character Because it was written Freeman. and
0: directed by... By black people mm. it's you know it feels like it feels like people having a conversation
1: you're supposed to say it like you know the racist people who don't like to say black people because they think saying black people's is racist okay. it was directed by black
0: people wait do people actually think that
1: there's some people who do that they think they're not allowed to call them black people
0: the problem is that the problem is that black and I pink. think it's I think it's a point that a lot of people a lot of people don't seem to realise is that
1: they of the cracker in that film
0: <laughs> what a lot of people don't seem to realise is and I think Denzel Washington said this recently he a white person can direct a film about black people, and like an Italian person can film, like direct a film about white people, and like and, uh, black people can direct a film about white people or Italian people. But the problem is that there's lived experience. Yeah. So if you take someone like Martin Scorsese and he directs Goodfellas, it's because he lived in those environments, he spoke to those people, he was part of that environment. That's a lived experience. And if you take someone like myself, and this is Denzel Washington at the time, and I direct someone like Fences, that's about the Why black experience. did Martin experience.
1: Scorsese direct Shutter Island?
0: maybe he's insane yeah it wasn't a very good film so yeah. I imagine that's why it wasn't mm. a very good film but like he does he talks about and he says like if you take a Christian like Martin Scorsese directed Silence which is a fantastic film but it's about Christianity it's about religion ostensibly so if you take someone with a religious background they're going to be able to talk about persecution or it's at least like a Roman Catholic mm. and, and it's such a good point that lived experience is important if this was written by white people I can imagine that they would be caricatures these characters the actors as hard as they work with a dialogue would be caricatures but they're not; they're people, and they talk like people, like specifically, like people that grew up in those environments, that grew up around each other, that It'd communicate. there be a whole bunch of like characters humans.
1: going. Did you just see that crazy ass shit? Oh, I ain't like, gay. You? Did closest, you call the popo into my house?
0: The closest you get,
1: Transformers.
0: The closest you get to a stereotype <laughs> is the gay couple. Yeah. But that's just Nathan Jarrett is playing a semi flamboyant gay person who is with someone who is you know, straight appearing or straight passing for the most part. They're a couple. They're very sweet with each other. They don't shy away from them being in a relationship. They don't shy away from them connecting as a couple. They don't treat them like a lesser couple. They are literally the scene that we meet them in. It is a couple's evening when they're walking down talking about wine. And they're
1: there for comedic relief. Yeah.
0: There's a really good line that made me laugh because it was like the kind of thing that I can imagine, I can imagine would be a joke that goes over most people's heads And it's where they're talking about wine and it's like, I have, I'm losing words today. It's a dessert wine. He goes, I've got some of that in the fridge if you want that. And they want dessert wine before dinner? No. No, thank you. Like that. It was just one of those scenes where I was like, everybody's being hoity-toity. Everyone's playing this because it is gentrified. You should not be having a dessert wine before dinner. (laughs) That'd be like me having Belgian buns for dinner. But, like, that and the de- demonology line made me laugh so much. Um, but, yeah, like, the whole film, spectacular. Really enjoyed it. I think that, as I said, 10, 15 minutes extra would have made me very, very happy. But still, it's the best horror film I've seen this year. There's not been many. <laughs> Escape Room 2! So <laughs> oh, Spiral? That was bad, too. Yeah. Well, it wasn't bad, bad. It was just... Uh... The problem with Spiral as well is, again, it's another... It's a black lead character who talks like a comedian, a black comedian, because it's played by Chris, because he's played by Chris Rock. And instead of the black comedian being given like the ability to write his own dialogue, he's just ad libbing on the day. And it's like it doesn't feel like anyone really wrote the dialogue for him. And I mean that can be good and bad, but Chris mostly Rock it's bad.
1: It. What? I thought Chris Rock wrote the film?
0: No, Chris Rock produced it. No, I don't know. Chris Rock produced it, and he was going to direct it, but then Darren Lizbo- Lynn Bozeman came back to direct it. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's bad. It doesn't doesn't work. But but Candyman very much like a really good. And also, there's they use um paper puppets. That's like sort of the avatar of this new Candyman. That's what he uses to tell the stories.
1: Oh, paper. That's and it's good. like
0: little cutouts, and they're really effective at like little mm-hmm. transitions and like the way that he explains stories and stuff. Especially when like you see because they they just have like the strings and stuff. Like it's someone just doing the art. Hmm. Like someone presenting it in like a little like bedroom theater, or even on like a street corner theater, and it's just the way that like, the hands unfold and you see the little strings, and it's the and it was all done by the director apparently. Oh. Really, really cool, really good way of telling the story, and also obviously budgetary wise, that's going to save a lot of money. It means you can do other stuff more impressive. Some of the CGI blood Should they
1: CGI the paper,
0: no, no, no CGI, paper. no. But I mean, like if you were to recreate, it was Marvel, they would have, yeah, yeah, they would. If you were to recreate some of the other stuff, some of the some of the more um, some of the more violent shit and, like, go all out. It'd be a lot more difficult to do that on the budget that I think they had for this. But, yeah. They
1: always do digital blood nowadays because it makes it much to clean up. Well, you do not have to clean anything up.
0: <laughs> there's a really good... Um, there's a really good shot of the Avatar guy, the guy who's trying to create a new Candyman. Like, he... After everything's gone on, he sort of, like, injures himself to make it look like he's had, like, razor blades in a suite. And he's, like, placed sweets around him. And he basically, like... Sh- the person gets away and he has to chase her and he's like screaming after her and gurgling blood and you see the wound, but you see it. So it's not a lit environment. You see it in the light is coming in from the moon through a window and a door. And he steps in through the door and you see part of his face as the window light hits it. And it's just like, <laughs> that is such a good lighting. It's such a good effect. Cause it just, it's into, Like it makes it look like it's like, um, it makes it look like a wound that's healed rather yeah. than a wound that's new so it gives it just noise.
1: gone i bit into this candy and yeah. like lo- there was a razor blade in it and i just caught it in time
0: <laughs> i like the i like the idea of him like having a lolly with a razor blade in it and, like just like going like that, that just like you know like how people just drag lollies out of I their mouths just for mouth, like, razor blade in there i think he did it on purpose Ant, to add to the mythos he's like uh, sacrificing himself to add uh, to the myth and, like, the phone call he makes before that as well is hilarious. I mean, just
1: telling people there's razor blades in the would be enough. The phone call he makes before That's why you that, can't get Kinder Eggs in America.
0: The phone call he makes before that is like, Oh, my God, there's a guy with a hook for a hand and he's killing people. And, like, if I was a cop who turned up to see a man who had freshly just had his hand cut off and a hook replaced the hand, I'd be like, that's a fairly fresh wound. He ain't killing no one with that, I'm afraid. i would be like, <laughs> oh,
1: shit, it's the I know what you did last summer guy.
0: <laughs> I, I guess oh, he I still spread, knows prod. what I did last summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I really recommend it like I think that this is going to be um, I reckon they, they will do a sequel and I, I look forward to seeing where they go with it
1: they should do um a, sort of do a remake of Jeepers Creepers like it like a sequel but it's basically like instead of the myth of the Jeepers Creepers scarecrow it's the myth of some creepy fucking pedophile who directed the films that'd be good and if you say his name into the mirror five times the creepy fucking pedophile comes into your room yeah
0: that'd be good yeah do that. yeah Victor yeah. Silver Victor Silver, the pig demon, pedophile, Who fucking Who somehow sucker.
1: still gets works with kids. So somehow
0: he... still got to make Jeepers Creepers free. I mean, he got to
1: make all the Jeepers Creepers films. Well, he got to usually. make...
0: No, Jeepers Creepers 2. No,
1: no, he was he was put in prison years ago. Oh, yeah,
0: because it was after Powder, wasn't
1: it? No, it was before... Yeah, it was around... Well, Powder had just come out when... Yeah, he, he was sent it. away. But it was, um, it was for stuff that happened in the 80s. Yeah.
0: Pictures and actions. Fucking creepy, pedophile, cunt. Yeah. Mm. There should be no road back for the inhuman monsters that live in the shadows of cinema,
1: like George Lucas. So,
0: saying like goodbye Dustin to Dustin Hoffman. Ch- <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. George Lucas put Jabba the Hut in Star Wars, so. In yeah, the first film, you know. He didn't
0: put his jabber in her hut.
1: <laughs> Big fucking nerd.
0: Anyway, say goodbye to the children. Bye, everyone. It's been a pleasure as always. That we'll was the you last on- review we'll see you- oh yeah that was the last review I gave it to Tom Atkins just yeah. to remind you uh, we'll see you all in uh, two weeks well hopefully we're going to have a Matrix trailer and I'm going to review all of the Matrix movies I okay. don't I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to review the 4K Blu-ray set that I bought that um, I only watched the first yeah, apparently one apparently
1: they fixed the colour on it because the Blu-ray really? the Blu-ray was real was super bad. green yeah they, they yeah, I mean, the DVDs were as well but the Blu-ray was worse
0: the 4K Blu-ray set is apparently fixed but yeah. I haven't because my Xbox One X was fucking up, wasn't it? Someone PS5 can play it. So I'll watch it on the PS5. Anyway. Alright, have a week. Boris Johnson fucks kids. He's on holiday, isn't
1: he? No, he's not. He's. he's they, he said he's uh, not on holiday. He's just taking his family to the West Country.
0: He's on it's, holiday, isn't he? It's
1: not a holiday, apparently. Hey,
0: our foreign secretary was on holiday when uh, the Taliban were re-emerging to take back massive chunks of Afghanistan.
1: Well, I don't think he could have fought them off on his own.
0: I don't think that he could have done anything when he was in Malaga. Yeah. yeah. He's closer. I... He could have got there quicker than... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he also say it wasn't important enough for him to come back? <laughs> no, point? it's not.
1: It's okay, because yeah, it's, it's just fine. a whole bunch of... Um,
0: you know, America made Taliban. He
1: they knows they all you got to do is go out there, and you make the sound of a uh, crate dragon, and they'll scatter and run.
0: How long before they send troops back out there? A week, two weeks yeah, give it time by the next podcast. Yeah. Anyway, all right.
1: You buy for bye, everyone. Episode one hundred
0: sixty eight. You can find him at lv fifty four space monkey on Twitter. You can right, also find you? him as metal Gaming on YouTube. You can find him as ants bot. Something what is it? Ants mystery bot. Yeah, sure. Why not? Pandora's bot. Well, let's all have. Can I click stop now? Fun. Oh, you can find me at critical on YouTube and on Twitter and on PS Network and Xbox Game Tinder. Tinder. You I want me mean, on Tinder? Grinder. <laughs> Gr- Grinder is really popping right now. <laughs> uh, I go on there just for affirmation. <laughs> OnlyFans. So, my OnlyFans is failing horribly. <laughs> Although OnlyFans, back to being allowed to add smart. Yeah. So if you want to get to that $5 tier, you get to see a picture of my nutsack. I might even show the part where I bought it. You bought it from it.
1: Morrison's, didn't you? It was the um Oh, yeah, the, the one Christmas one. With the peanuts in, yeah.
0: Anyway, bye. Bye, everyone. God's sake. Bye. I actually have a bye. patch of hair missing on my nutsack. That's rope. good to know. Really good. Right bye. I but... waxed them with a wax strip that wasn't designed for genitals. Oh, right back. Can so I say goodbye? I pulled it off and there was just blood dripping down from my nutsack. I wore a tampon to school. Not a tampon, a sanitary towel to school one day because it was bleeding so bad. And then, uh, yeah, it dried up pretty quick.
1: It's good to know.
0: Can you say goodbye? Bye. Yeah, I've shat a pint of blood before.
1: Good. I've never have.
0: I've peed like a liter of blood. Ne- never like done that four or five times. Yeah, this
1: is what happens when you're vegan. No, I can I running? have my dinner
0: now. I ran for eighty k. It's gone midnight and I, I haven't ran had dinner 80K yet. And then the first piss I took was <laughs> blood.
1: What? <laughs> will be. You tore your friggin tissue fibers in you.
0: No, it's called a hematoria That's where you. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Bye, I everyone. Bye. Bye. Don't bleed from your dick and don't get a camera pole. Though. It really hurts.